I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rocks and finishing them because that's how I roll. I have one speed. I have one gear. Go. Go. It's Abs in a Six Pack, episode 71. Joined by Barb's Barbarella. What do I call you? What are, what are uh, Barb's, Barbara, whatever. Whatever you prefer, just not Barbie. <laughs> just not Barbie. Just not Barbie. Gotcha. That. Mm. And you are in the uh, you are in the New York city I'm, or new york state area no i'm in i'm in brooklyn so i'm in i'm in new york city oh i've never been there it's gone to shit now <laughs> right it's gone to shit now yeah. so the time to visit was a couple of years ago maybe it'll get back up if we get rid of our governors and mayor but our governor and mayor but we'll see well they're it's not their faults they're good people it's you know whose fault it is it's trump's fault well, close. Putin. It's Putin's oh. fault. Oh, it's um, Putin's fault. Oh, okay. See, I just, <laughs> I just thought Orange Man bad. I just thought we blame him on the problems we have in New York City. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and sorry about the the wait. I was experiencing several technological differences over the last twenty four hours. Hopefully, last Don't night's worry. episode will be posted. We'll see what happens. We seem to be. Don't worry about it. Experimenting technological out differences. Yeah, technological differences. I mean, I got booted off of Twitter like two, three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So. You got to tell us about that. What the fuck happened? You, you're on one day. You're on Twitter. Are, are you still on YouTube? Is that the? No, I'm on YouTube. Yeah, I'm on right. YouTube. And to me, I've been trying to learn TikTok, but I feel like it gives me brain cancer. So I like try not to know too much about it. But Twitter usually, when I like post, like I would post like a bad comment or like a retweet or something like that. They'll send me like a warning. They'll send you like a warning. Be like, your account's been locked for like 24 hours or like 48 hours, whatever. Sign back in, delete whatever you posted. But this yeah, time it was just, yeah, I've gotten that a couple of times. But this time it was literally just, I try. I was on Twitter like one hour. The next hour I went to the bathroom. I was at my friend's house. I went to, I'm like sitting on the toilet trying to check Twitter the way we all do. <laughs> and it's not loading. And I'm like, hmm, maybe it's the Wi-Fi. Let me turn the Wi-Fi on and off, this and that. And then I go into my email and it says your account's been like suspended. You can appeal it. But it wasn't like any reasoning. It wasn't like, oh, you've been suspended because of this or you've been suspended because of that. Like it was just you've been suspended. You can try to appeal this. Pretty much it. And I've sent in two appeals and no response from Twitter. So I taught myself how to use a VPN. (laughs) Wow. First they come for your Twitter page, and the next they come for your balls. They can't wait to send the police well, to your house I don't to chop balls. your testicles off. I do off. have chesticles, though. I have my titties. I have. They can't wait to send the police to your house to chop your chesticles off. Chesticles, though. I can't wait. Kamala Harris is going to come in. I actually do have a fear one day that someone's going to, a police van's going to burst through my apartment. <laughs> I, I live on street level, and I'm like, watch the NYPD just drives into the building one day. <laughs> Early last year, I was re- affectionately... Not meant as an insult. I was affectionately referring to Kamala Harris as camel toe hair puss. <laughs> and I got very little, I got maybe a couple chuckles, mostly groans and and stern looks. I think that's hilarious. Uh, it happens. That's hilarious. Um, camel toe hair puss. 
Hamilton Harris. Yeah. Have you seen that bullshit article that was published? I think it was in the Atlantic or Washington Post where at the end of it, she's like, they asked little baby, asked me like a little baby Kamala what you want. And I said like freedom. And I'm like, wow, we're going to pretend this is journalism. This is, this is what we're publishing. Freedom. Yeah, that was, oh my God. That was something else. Um, (laughs) I do, I did, uh. I might have a I might have a good Kamala supercut here. Let me see if I can find this. Yeah, here we go. Oh, that'd be great. This uh, Patriot J, I think, was the one that tweeted this out. This is a good one. <laughs> Poor hubby. Poor hubby. Not- <laughs> There's just various interviews. This is all from various interviews, Instagram posts, yeah. social media posts of Kamala, all with just, just her laughing. laughing. Yeah, it's yeah, very that's disturbing. Creepy. And this okay, is that's very creepy. And we're only fifteen seconds into this. Oh wow! <laughs> 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 He knows how to sell right there, okay. (laughs) It's like somehow worse than the Hillary laugh. Oh, well, no, the Hillary laugh to me, just the Hillary laugh, she looks like kind of like a robot when she does it. Maybe the visual of Hillary is worse, but the sound of Kamala is worse. I don't know. Oh, hey, hey, we still got another minute and a half left. Um, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, she's still got a sense of humor. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> I like Jimmy Kimmel's left. <laughs> she's Jimmy like, Jimmy Kimmel's another one that's like changed his desk and is never going to leave. Jimmy Kimmel's a cunt. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, all of them. They're just like, they're never going to leave. They're just going to just gonna be ever. We're just going to watch them age and cry at their desks for the rest of eternity now. I, I have my problems with Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, sorry, I have my problems with Jimmy Fallon. But at least he's okay. not like Seth Meyers and Jimmy Kimmel and these air quotes True. comedians, late night comedians that, wa- that wag the finger of shame at the American right. people and cry on air. Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. and Seth Meyers cry and give heartfelt, air quotes, heartfelt speeches on their comedy shows. It's just, fuck you. They act like a moral authority. They act like a moral authority for exactly. Americans. For, no, I, I agree. You're you're absolutely right. I remember the it, day after Trump won and Seth Meyers and Jimmy Kimmel came out on TV and they were like, Seth Meyers said something like, literally tears rolling down his face. It's like, I had to tell my daughter that we didn't have the first woman president it's like fuck you motherfucker like do you really think your daughter cares like i don't know when i was growing up i didn't really care that much who the president was well yeah obviously not and also you only care when people tell you to care but like yeah exactly it's like this idea that like hillary or kamala will be like the good person to have as the first woman president like i was more of a tulsi gabbard guy Oh, 100%. Um, Tulsi- I, was, I was definitely a supporter of Tulsi Gabbard. 
I would have loved to see her as VP or like not president, but VP in the White House. I could see her as president. Shit, I voted for Kanye. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually I didn't vote and I lied to people that I did vote. But, you know, they can look that up, right? Oh, no. Yeah, I lied to like my friends. Yeah, but your friends could go look in the database and see. My friends aren't smart enough for they're not going to put the effort in to look into it. <laughs> well, it's it's publicly just, available if you did vote, but it's not available who you voted for. And uh, Julia Song, oh, wow. who's been on the show, and a couple other people mm-hmm. <laughs> have provided, lots of people have provided very significant anecdotal evidence that there was some serious fuckery in the 2020 election because all the... Tons of Trump voters were looking up to see if, because you can see if your vote got counted and if you voted, and it was showing yeah, that okay. they didn't vote, even though they all voted oh, for Trump. Oh, wow. See, I didn't know that. that very I, sketchy. I had no clue about any of that. That sounds very sketchy. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen it before. You've seen the documentary Hacking Democracy, right? About the 2000 election. Right. Like, Bush, Bush and the Bush family was funding all Gore. those electronic voting machines. Yeah. Like you've seen election, like it's not out of the realm of possibility that there is wide scale election tampering and there is wide scale like election voter fraud. That's not out of the possibility. Oh, no. But yeah, I mean, and then (laughs) and then uh, Dominion got five hundred million dollars sent from a Swiss suing like members of Fox News and like the Trump administration now. Yeah, that's why I have to say, um, well, this isn't alleged. This is confirmed by SEC filings. But a lot of things, when you talk Mm -hmm. about Dominion, it's best to say allegedly. But uh, no, SEC filings confirmed that through a Chinese Communist Party Swiss-owned bank account, a month before the election, Dominion Voting Systems got $500 million (laughs) wired to them. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, that sounds completely normal. That sounds not sketchy and unrelated at all. Yeah. See these Great. none of this. These are things that that's one thing I haven't researched. One thing I haven't really paid attention to or looked into is like the whole election, like what's going on, what happened with Trump votes, with the Republican votes. I mean, I I was just upset in general. I didn't want either of them to become president. I decided not to vote, but I could definitely see because Orange Man bad and everyone just complaining about Trump for the past four years and never acknowledging because he did do good things even me as someone who's not like i'm a little bit more conservative than most people in new york but i still consider myself like more on the left side and they would rarely acknowledge anything good he did like when i bring up the fact that he would like try to disband the military industrial complex and all that i think people just wanted to like just get rid of him so so badly and now three months into the biden presidency they still report on him so i can (laughs) see how just they're like yeah just mess with all the machines get him out of there we don't want to deal with this anymore He's he's insane, blah, 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 like all that. So, yeah, I, I could see that. Like Trump's a piece of shit, but he was the closest thing we've had to an autonomous president that wasn't a puppet since Kennedy, in my opinion. And he's the first no, president since Eisenhower to bring up the military industrial complex. This is so important. We have to do this. Thing, that's one thing where I people want to criticize him all they want. And I don't agree with many of things Trump did. I'm not a supporter of his. And. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, he's shown a light to the military industrial complex. He quote, like literally said in a quote that war is a business to these people. They just want to keep having more and more war. He said that and a lot, yeah. Yeah, he said that a lot. And he tried to pull our troops and literally people at the Pentagon, like the highest officials at the Pentagon were like, no, we're going to disobey you as commander in chief because we have so much money invested in this. And the New York Times, along with the Pentagon and some of the military generals were bragging publicly 
that they were lying to Trump about how many troops were in the Middle East. They're like, oh, yeah, we took yeah, troops see, out like, and then they wouldn't take it out. Like, that's treason, if you ask me. Uh, let's be nice. No, that is treason. That's he is. He was the president. He was the sitting president at the time. And he was commander in chief. And they shouldn't be lying to him when he is your superior in that, especially in such a grave setting, such a serious matter of business. Uh, yeah. Um, you I remember when right before he right before Biden's inauguration, I think it was like the week before Biden's inauguration or that week when he was doing all the pardons, he pulled a lot of troops, um, not a lot. He pulled some troops from Afghanistan and the Middle East and CNN then had people go on and criticize what he did. And when I was watching this was on the Jimmy Dore show where Jimmy Dore is like, this is unbelievable. There's these two liberal white women on CNN just criticizing what Trump did, how it leaves like a vacuum of power um, in the Middle East and what he did was so irresponsible and such a bad move and like it's gonna reflect badly on Joe Biden. I'm like, I'm like, wow, like I'm like, he really can't do anything right. Like he literally brought home troops. He brought home soldiers, like what? <laughs> yeah. It was insane. It was like the week before Biden, like, and then now we're droning Syria. Now we're doing airstrikes in Syria, which is amazing. I'm so happy. Well, I mean, we got, we, we're America, so we had, we had to get back to normal, right? That's what everybody's well, yeah, talking back about. To get back quo. to normal. A new sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. New sense of normalcy. Well, makes me feel safe. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, so I guess we we kind of derailed, but so what's going on with your Twitter? Are you allowed back on at any point, or so you still don't know? Um, sorry about that. I'm very bad with derailing conversations. Oh, I do it all I, the time, especially the weed uh, doesn't well, help either. <laughs> true, true. I right. uh, I've uh, I made like a new Google like Gmail and uh, with a new Google number, but I'm just like. I've actually enjoyed this past like three, four weeks of not being on Twitter and watching the next thing people get angry about every day. So you're on it, but you're not interacting with it? No, I'm not on it. I'm just like, I've seen like the trends. I've seen like what's trending, like when you just don't log in, like fucking. Right. And uh, yeah, I uh, I don't have to make one eventually because I have two sketch videos. I've actually made, edited it and have to upload, but then I have to like share them out. So like obviously on other platforms to get views and traction. So I know eventually like this week or next week, I'm going to have to remake a new Twitter account, but it's been nice not seeing what uh, the mob is angry about. It looks like you're having a good time. What's your, uh, what's your YouTube? So people can find it. I don't, I don't remember it offhand. The exact uh, URL. Um, I actually have to look that up real quick. Cause I don't know what this, the screen <laughs> name, I changed it because I want, when I uh, put it, you Apparently, these other people's accounts who've been suspended before, they made a new account and then they got that account suspended because they linked their same YouTube to under like the same name and everything like that. <laughs> these people so, are crazy. So it's just Barb's comedy, B-A-R-B apostrophe S comedy. Barb's comedy. Yeah. And that'll be uh, linked in the show notes on the website and the show notes for this episode if anybody's oh, trying well, to find you. that. Thank you. Yeah, there's only two videos up now, but hopefully I'll upload two more by the end of this week or next week. I've been slacking a little bit. I've enjoyed the break off Twitter and the madness. 
yeah. and open mics are opening back up. Things are opening back up in New York now at uh, like a third capacity. And it was nice weather. So it was nice to go do some outdoor open mics, even though I bombed terribly. It's okay. Hey, well, I mean, that's the, even the greats bomb, right? How long have you been doing comedy for? I've been writing or trying to write it for a couple of years since I was like 19. And then I started doing open mics actually at the Creek in the Cave uh, early 2020, right before everything shut shut down. Like I got the courage and confidence to finally do it. Nice. Luckily, I know literally everything there is to know about getting pussy. And then everything shut down for about a year and a half. <laughs> and we're yeah. still here. Well, if Cuomo gets his way in New York, I ain't never reopening. Uh. Cuomo's a murderer so, and a mobster. Cuomo's a murderer and a mobster and should be running a garbage truck business, not a state. Man, I wonder if CNN even has those up on their YouTube. I, I remember being over at the in-laws' house a couple, more than a couple oh times. Oh, my God. That was horrible. <clears throat> and CNN, Andrew Cuomo, I mean, sorry, Chris Cuomo would have Andrew Cuomo on as a guest. Mm-hmm. And, and they'd be arguing about, like, their Family who life mom with their likes parents. better and who, call, you who like calls their mom You more. disrespected our family. It's like Andrew yeah. was saying that to Chris, and it was like, what the? I wonder if I can pull that up. Because <laughs> like that shit was fucking. Dying. That shit was like a bad episode of The Sopranos. It was like, what the? The fuck? best. They, yeah, they had the. Well, the thing is, now it came out uh, that that was like staged for like ratings. That was like oh, staged. Had to be. All that was like staged for ratings, and that was to make. To uh, That's why you got Chris Cuomo. Easy, great, yeah, he, and his goddamn book tour. <laughs> his goddamn book, it's like a be- it's still like a bestseller somehow. Like, I'm pretty sure he just had his, like, minions, like, his goons buy all the copies. Because I don't know a single person who's read it or bought it. Oh, and Jesus. That was all staged, and, like, that was, he was literally killing nursing home patients. He was... And groping women, apparently, all around town as well. I, I so, mean, I'm not the first person to point this out, but to me, it's super obvious that the whole Me Too thing they're trying to do yeah. to Cuomo is just to distract from the fact that he killed 15,000 old people intentionally so that they could Indeed. drive the numbers up and lock down the state because he's a Chinese communist agent. Globalist well, no, 100%. Fuck. Well, a bunch of Democratic governors had gotten together and been like, we're going to do this. We're going to shut down. This is how we're going to take care of this. It's going to drive numbers up and show you that there is a need for lockdowns there is a need right. for all these shuts down, shutdowns shutdowns exactly. um i mean yeah don't get me wrong like uh he's definitely a creep to women but they're gonna cancel him with the me too movement because that that's easier to come back from than oh you murdered fifteen thousand old people like janice's dean's parents like you murdered like people's parents Right, and all he's accused of is saying inappropriate things. Yeah, saying saying inappropriate things and like with like obsessed with his hands. Like I've worked as a waitress <laughs> at many places, and yes, old Italian men are creepy. Old Italian men are creepy, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's not a shock to me that he said creepy comments. Italian. It's really not. I don't think that's cancelable because I I would love it if I could cancel every man who said creepy comments to me, but I can't. Yeah, well. I mean, it's not good what he did, but it's clearly a distraction from him being a fucking murderer. That's uh, what it is. He's a murderer. He killed. Yeah. Is it? Well, now Chris Cuomo was barred from ever interviewing him and having him on the show again. I'm pretty sure CNN also suspended Chris Cuomo. I a have, little bit. I have a... Uh... I'm gonna shoot you in the face with my noodle gun, you racist piece of 
shield. I got my pasta Glock locked and loaded. This is um, uh, curfew. Right, I don't like the word curfew. Dad tried to have a curfew for me. I never got past the resentment, but uh, I do believe you'll see more tightening problems, if the, the numbers way. don't slow. Your problems with the curfew. It's the least of your what? problems. Just so you know. I never fight. You violated the curfew all the time. Caused much pain, but that's a different story. I don't believe. This is a bad episode of The Sopranos. What the hell is this? Yeah, it's horrible. This is like, are they trying to be recast for Jersey Shore? I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Caused much pain, like, but that's a different story. Much pain. Seriously, I don't are you trying to get a side role on a reality TV show, right? Like, this, it's horrible. It's painful. Maybe it's just because I don't ever frequent New York, but just the way that Andrew Cuomo talks is like, are you a cartoon character? Well, he talks like he's like a, he wants to be like a mobster. He just wants to, he's like a wannabe mobster. And it's just, it's very cringy. Like I hear people talk like that in New York and I cringe. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not part of the Sopranos. You're not part of like the Gambino family. Like calm down, please. More like the childish Gambino fan. Don't believe in rules. <laughs> Governor Andrew Cuomo, I appreciate yeah. you coming on the you show. I love you. I'm proud of what you're doing. I know you're working hard for your state, but no matter how hard you're working, there's always time to call mom. She oh wants to hear God. from you. Just so you know. Yeah, I called mom. I called mom just before I came on the show. Not what By the said. way, she said I was her favorite. She never said Good that. news is she said you were her second favorite. Second favorite son, no. Christopher. We both know neither of us are mom's first or second favorite in the family. I can't believe you're lying to my audience. You've blown the credibility of the entire interview. I should have ended it before. <laughs> second favorite son. Oh, Listen to the words. Listen to the words. Politicians are very tricky. You throw a word yeah. in there after the first time you said it, creates a lot of doubt. But I appreciate you clarifying. Not it. me. Straight across the plate. Stay strong. Straight across the plate. Stay strong. Stay for your people. And I appreciate you being here. I love you, brother. You right. too, brother. This is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. And I it's love like, that Chris Cuomo's pretending he had any credibility, like, beforehand. I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's that's the most absurd thing I heard. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like, if okay, so there's there's two scenarios. Either, the more likely one, that entire thing was scripted, mm-hmm. and you then, therefore, by that logic... Cannot take anything seriously CNN ever does, says, reports ever again. Mm-hmm. Very true. It's very true. The other option is that was not scripted, <laughs> and those two morons are actually that retarded. That's on. That's scarier to me, though. That's right. scarier that those are the people <laughs> in power. I would rather it be scripted for ratings and views, because I already knew, know that like CNN is scripted. Like there, There's so much misinformation on mainstream media news every single day. But the fact that like people like that can get to positions of power of journalism, governmental positions and all that is <laughs> ridiculous. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane to me. Like this is, I'm like ashamed. Like I am a lifelong New Yorker. I've grown up in Queens. I went to school in the Bronx. I live in Brooklyn. Like I am like, I love New York city. Like I love being from where I am, but like, Cuomo and then the other, the big old de Blasio, who's oh, like God, saying Black Lives Matter's protests don't spread coronavirus, like the riots in Brooklyn didn't spread coronavirus. They've ultimately ruined the place I've grown up and loved because I'm like, wow, you guys really within a year just completely fucked everything up. 
Yeah, well. Fuck the cops. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. I, uh, <clears throat> I do have... You, you remember the Fredo thing, right? Oh, yeah. He acted like it was like an N... It was like the N-word. Like, calm down, Fredo. Calm down. But, so, like, uh, there, just to give you a little background, uh, Noodle Boy is something probably five, ten years old on no agenda that Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak pointed. They, they coined the term Noodle Boy because there were these... Uh, people working at noodle noodles and company, okay. the, like uh, the noodle place. Okay. And they were demanding like all these rights and like communist style stuff and union shit, but like taking it to the next level. Like we're not going to work unless we get seventeen dollars an hour or whatever. And it's like, dude, you work at a noodle, a fast food place for noodles. Uh, but yeah, they they use the term noodle boy was that thing, and then with the rise of cancel culture, especially in the last year or two, I guess the last three years, they coined the term noodle gun because the noodle boy has a noodle gun now and they can just, you know, get on Twitter and have exactly. a woke mob, get somebody fired. So exactly. uh, I kind of took, I took that idea and uh, kind of combined. Yeah. I mean, it's it, the noodle, the, the cancel culture canon is the, the noodle gun. The noodle so gun. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna yeah. shoot you in the face with my noodle gun, you racist oh, piece of shit. I got the, my pasta Glock locked and loaded. Oh, you I got, I got a it's a fucking insult to your people. It's an insult to your fucking people. It's like the N-word for us. And if that don't work, I'm gonna hit you with my spaghetti cannon. Don't fucking insult me like that. I didn't insult you. Fuck you call me Fredo. It's like I call you punk bitch. You like that? You want that to be your nickname? I didn't call you that. I you called me Fredo. You know my name's not fucking Fredo. I thought your name was. You did not think my name was fucking Fredo. Don't be a liar. Eat macaroni lead from the end of my noodle gun, you racist son of a bitch. I'll fucking throw you down these stairs like a fucking punk. Nobody calls me Fredo. Anyway, I love, I just, uh, the Cuomo brothers, man, like, I would never want to hang out with them, but I would, like, watch them if they were, like, exhibits in a zoo very closely and be entertained. <laughs> well, they are, like, they're apes. They're big, they're big apes. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I want to just make a comment about the woke mob. This is uh, something that was I pointed out to a couple of people, and like we, we're getting to a conversation, just like how they have the noodle gun now, and they have all this ammo in order to cancel people on Twitter and take down their careers. These are usually generally the same people who think that violent criminals and violent murderers can be safely rehabilitated and let back into society, but because I made a bad comment ten years ago, I need to have my life ended. Exactly. That's just something I wanted to point out. Um, to me, that's I I think that's absolute insanity. That yeah, they have all this ammo. They find all this ammo. They're on Twitter, on Instagram, all these social media sites. But then you're also advocating that violent criminals can be rehabilitated. But if someone made a Nazi joke or said a racist joke, they, their life no, there's no no people don't change. Those people don't change clearly. Clearly, you got a problem with that, nigga? Oh my god, that's Bitch amazing. ass, faggot ass, punk ass, pussy ass, bitch ass, nickel! You wanna do something? Oh my god, I love the boondocks. ass, nickel! Boondocks is I, so good. I love boondocks. Oh, so good. Whatever happened to the the season, the new season they were supposed to do last year? Did it I don't stop? think that... <clears throat> I'm hoping it doesn't get made. Because first of all, John really? Witherspoon, the guy that plays Granddad, died. 
Yeah, he's de- yeah, he's dead. And then also like the Boondocks Instagram had like uh, Huey, this post from Huey saying that like you can't trust anything you read online and microchips don't have vaccines and vaccines are totally safe. And I was like, Huey would never say that. I think it was Patriot Jay that first sent that to me. And he's like, he told me, he's like, Huey would never say that. And I was like, yeah, Huey yeah, would he never say that. Yeah, the shit. government any chance he gets. That's true. Yeah. He what was his opening line in episode one, season one of Boondocks? Attention, remember. everyone. I have an announcement to make. Jesus was black, Ronald Reagan's the devil, and the government's lying about 9-11. And then all the white people at the wedding start rioting and, like, beating each other Mm -hmm. with chairs. And John Witherspoon's is like, what I tell you about telling the truth to white people? Shit, I'm going (laughs) to find a white person and lie to him right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. (laughs) You better have insurance. Ass-whooping insurance. Yeah, I guess me. you're right. Yeah, everything has to, everything now pushes a narrative, though. There is nothing like that's left kind of pure or just creative or just comedic. Everything has to push a certain narrative, which shows you in 10 years how bad is it going to be. Even South Park's starting to fall into that trip. Mm-hmm. The, yes. the biggest red flag for me was, uh, I guess it was last season or the season before, because South Park has always been on point. Like making fun they, of they things I believe in, making always. fun of things I hate, making fun of things I love. It's like they're always even-handed. But I knew there was a problem when a year or two ago they did a two-part episode where they essentially apologized to Al Gore, and were yes, like, "Oh, I man, bear that. pig's the real." Man, the new uh, the the man bag man bear pig is real. Man bear bear pig was right. I remember that it was the two-part. I know what you're talking about. Yes, it was a big pro. That was a big. It put its bad taste in my mouth. That episode did. Can I ask you what your problem with Al Gore is or what you don't agree with? Well, as someone who lives in Tennessee, where okay. Al Gore came from, we are all very happy that he doesn't live here anymore. Okay. Um, also, he said that by the year 2020, uh, Florida yeah, would Man- be entirely underwater or whatever. And Manhattan, the island of Manhattan would be underwater, which is clearly not the case because I was in Manhattan yesterday. Yeah, and and I, we've, we've gone in with, I think... Like, uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but a month or two ago, we went, we did a deep kind of impromptu dive into why the whole man-made climate change thing is a total scam to tax everybody and set up a world government because Mm -hmm. you have to look at who benefits and what's their solution. Their solution is we still fly around in private jets while none of you are allowed to drive cars and all of you have to pay more taxes that we are in charge of. I can't have a burger, you're right, but Bill Gates gets to fly around in a private jet doing whatever he wants, but he's telling me I should be eating synthetic beef, 100% true. Yeah, and what Andrew Yang proposed a meat tax, remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you like, should, it's like we should just tax the shit out of meat, and it's like, oh, cool fuckwad, that just means rich people like you get to eat meat and the rest of us are fucked. Yeah, the working class, the underclass is what, we're just stuck eating vegetables. Vegetables, potatoes. It's going to be potato. No, it's worse than that. They want to. They uh. Have you noticed like around, all over the world, but especially in the United States, CNN, New York Times, Scientific American, uh, National Geographic, all have these articles over the last few years coming out like cockroach milk is actually really healthy for you or like. Ew, I've never read that, and that sounds. uh, Oh no, it's like uh, they want you to eat ants, cockroaches, grasshoppers, and it's all cricket thing. People are saying you make cricket protein now yeah fuck that Ew. but they're pushing oh, that wow. because they're fucking lizard people 
Because they're cunts. Because you're a cunt. I mean, the idea that I'm supposed to be drinking cockroach, that sounds vile. Cockroach, ooh, no thank you. I, ha I see I'm one sure in my apartment and I call an exterminator, so I'm, I'm not milking them. I'm sure in, I bet it wouldn't, I'm not, well, yeah, I'll try it. I'm sure in, within 30 seconds I can find like a CNN news story about how healthy bug juice is for you. I'm sure you can. I believe that 100%. I mean, some of these uh, health food stores around me in uh, Brooklyn, like I live in a very liberal, very hipster part of Brooklyn. It used to be a lot of working class Polish people and uh, Spanish people, but then uh, your woke white liberals came in, displaced and gentrified the place, and now they're talking about income inequality and housing, housing insecurity. Yet they caused the problems themselves. But anyway, I uh, so I've seen like different crickets, the like cricket flour, cricket protein, Sorry. like cricket snacks in stores around me, and like people are like, "Yeah, it tastes really good." It just and I'm like, "I'm not eating a cricket." They're like, "It's buffalo flavored." I'm like, "That's disgusting." Like buffalo, I don't want buffalo sauce on a cricket. Give me a wink. I found that this is from eight years ago from CNN. Eating bugs to save the planet. Ew. Larva. Stir fried with soy, sugar, and just a dash of white pepper. The silkworms have silkworm larvae. Like popcorn, and they have a creamy center. Bon appetit. <laughs> Typhoon Restaurant in Santa Monica is one of a handful of restaurants right here in America that serve patrons bugs. On purpose, chili pepper seasoned crickets, even scorpions on shrimp toast. Scorpions still have the stingers in them, but yeah, they are dried, so the poison is neutralized. Scorpions are just one of 1,700 bugs that are safe for people to consume. It's still a novelty here in the States, but insects are part of a daily diet in most of the world. Earlier this year, the United Nations held a global conference on the benefits of eating insects. The United Nations, dude. It might be a good solution to world Fuck. hunger. I don't know why the United States doesn't eat insects when they're actually very healthy for you. And he's right. Insects are high in protein, low in fat and cholesterol. Take a cricket, for example. A six-ounce serving of these crunchy bugs have 60% less saturated fat as the same amount of ground beef. And now the ants. These string potatoes aren't complete without adding some dried ants. They taste a little sour, tangy, and they have a Those things are peppery. black pepper to them. They also have 14 grams of protein per All serving. All this sounds very unappetizing. With the growing population and rising cost Because of our food, world is run by lizard people the and they're trying to normalize this shit. Something. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, oh, yeah. CNN. I mean, so I definitely on. believe that the royal family are lizard people. That's something that you can't deny that... The queen and her goddamn corpse husband and all of them, the inbreds, aren't lizard people. Yeah, exactly. I can't deny that. And so one. that was yeah. from eight years ago on CNN. The, and literally, I, the, that took me like less than a minute to find all these. Now Fine. we got, Yeah, I'm sure you could just a quick Google search and it pops up. Yeah, because everybody's pushing this. So, okay, here's from a month ago on CNN. After the ad plays, God dang it. <laughs> I mean, other parts when of the world in very poor Asian countries, they eat bugs, don't they? Well, they want the whole world to be China. That's the end goal. Uh -huh. Well, we got to teach Rome our kids Chinese. Now when, our, now when we make babies, we got to teach them Chinese. I know how to say ping pong ching chong. Of course, when you tell someone we can all just eat crickets, you'll probably hear crickets. But this could <clears> be <throat> the next big thing in culinary science. 
Experts say that if your toast had cricket flour, your smoothie had locust powder, your eggs had caterpillar fat, and your bacon was made of mealworms, you'd be getting more iron, protein, and vitamins than the breakfast you currently want to eat. Do you think they just called them mealworms just to convince people that they're like part of a healthy meal? No, I think mealworms are like an actual species, aren't they? Yeah, but how? maybe they've been playing the long con on us. That just sounds really unappetizing, all of that. Chicken McNuggets. Wheat. So it's time to feast on some new info concerning These crispy, pictures look disgusting. Crickets and mealtime. Oh my god, it's like a thousand it's crickets. Stuff of nightmares. But so it's gonna be factory farming, but with bugs this now? Could be your dinner tonight. They're already doing that. In this bin, we'll have about 6,000 crickets. Wise is the managing director you know the FDA uh, because of the way we harvest grains and and uh, plants and everything with the, the FDA allows a certain percentage of not only dead insects like crickets and flies and all yeah. that to be in your orange juice your cereal your bread everything yeah the FDA yeah, allows yeah, a yeah. certain amount of that but also like ground up rabbits and mice and shit like that because when you're mass well, doing mass agriculture and mice yeah which that's that, that's, and, I mean, and, <laughs> that's why uh, like grocery store, even vegetables and fruits, not just grains and bread. Technically, none of it's vegan because it's killing more life than one cow would. For sure. Than one cow. Then, yeah, eating a beef. Cow. I mean, I Google literally just eat bugs. And <laughs> the, the one of the first like eating bugs or eat bugs just like the most basic moronic google search and the first link was the food that can feed and maybe save the planet bugs from cnn from october 25th 2019. yeah no this like, is and it's not just cnn it's new york times it's washington post it's national geographic it's uh science daily it's literally this has been this is becoming this is going to become more and more of a push it's not just they want you to eat bugs they want you to not drive cars they want you to stay inside your house. They want you to not work so that you'll be dependent on the government for a paycheck. And they want you in tiny studio apartments so that you won't be incentivized to reproduce and have children. And the long-term end goal is they just want to kill most of us, in my opinion. But that's a topic for another day. Wise is the See, I would director. agree with the whole, normally, this whole, sorry, I'm trailing off. That's I sounded that I started that really badly, but... I was a huge believer of them wanting to kind of like have us to stop reproducing, to kind of sterilize half the population and make sure that only the rich people and the elites are reproducing and they're making more of themselves and the lower classes are just like the working class slaves and wage slaves. However, this whole Biden tax credit thing that he introduced with the new COVID bill seems like it's just UBI, but like for people with kids. Because they get right, like a but, monthly tax credit now, and I feel like that kind of goes against that narrative. Because now he's trying to do UBI, but he's trying to do it for people only with children. Right, kind of, yeah. But at the same time, you have to factor in that they just rolled out three or four vaccines that'll more than likely make women who take them not be able to have children. Okay. Yeah. Also true. And also it's true, curb yeah. curb the population. Yeah, it's the thing, Curb, uh, Curb the Population. That was the Larry David show. Ridiculous. 
No, that's uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah, I finished I wrapping up this CNN bug report from last month. Joe Wise is the managing They've been growing these as live pet feed for years. Now, they're expanding. <laughs> becoming the first in Britain to produce insects for human consumption. Oh, my God, I would have nightmares working in this place. you got to see this at video. At an industrial scale. You're getting a, at least a kilo plus of it protein from that It sounds crazy. Thing. Just warehouses full of crickets, and they're just scooping them up by the gallon buckets and dumping crickets into, like, ugh. The average steak has 25 grams of protein. That's more than 40 steaks in each of these bins. So Joe's hoping that people will look at the nutritional value instead of looking away. But there are other pluses. Emissions-wise, they're as eco-friendly as it gets. They take up very little space and they grow really, really fast. They're ready for harvest four weeks after they hatch. They're then frozen. Can you imagine working at a cricket warehouse harvesting with like a billion crickets and you're just scooping them up no. in buckets while you're tripping on acid? Like you imagine doing, <laughs> doing working it the, on acid. Yeah, just working there acid on acid. In. Oh my god. Washed thoroughly. No, I can't. That sounds put in a microwave. Disturbing. Heated to boiling temperatures, killing any bacteria, and they're good to go. Good to go. But still. Hard to say they're mouth-watering. This is never going to look as appetizing as, say, a steak. Uh, but what we need now is some really good chefs and food scientists to get behind the product, make some really tasty dishes. That's exactly what Chef Marta Ortiz is trying to do. She's been slowly introducing insect dishes into the menu at Ella Canta, her upmarket Mexican restaurant in London like the guacamole nacionalista, decorated with a golden grasshopper. Even the cracking, you know, it's something so wonderful. And what do her customers This lady is definitely a lizard. Think. They love it. They, they ask <laughs> She's British, so you know, I'll bet on it. More. The ones who try it, they say, this is magnificent, this is delicious. But try one. You will get in love with them, I'm sure. This is a bit scary. No. <laughs> I'm not sure I love them just yet. A good chef can make anything taste delicious, but the big question is, with these on sale here in the UK, are people in the West ready to eat them? Never had it before. Don't intend to have it now. Probably never will have it. Based. Some people say crickets, like these are the food of the future. Are they? That's lovely. No, thank you. <laughs> oh my God, it looks like a cricket as well. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my God, most of these people are eating. Just like crisps, to be honest. Just like crisps. Not bad. Crisps. Yeah. Tastes better than it looks, that's for sure. <laughs> fuck that. Like, Man, I'll try that. anything fuck once, CNN. but you can't convince me to eat crickets or bugs on a daily basis. You can't. Fuck no. I'll try it. I'll try anything once. I've, like, eaten snake, like, rattlesnake, I believe it was, and I've eaten, like, gator and stuff down south, but... Oh, yeah, but that's... I don't want to eat. Gator, dude, fried... We have... Fried gator's fucking really good, actually. Oh, fried is really good. My parents moved to Florida kangaroo a couple jerky. years ago, and I love. I never had. I've had. Yes, I've had gator jerky. Yes, I have, and it's delicious. You had like kangaroo or ostrich or anything? No, I've had an ostrich egg before, though. Ooh, I haven't had the egg. Your has squirrel. Yeah, it. No, never had squirrel. Oh. I've eaten rabbit in Poland. Rabbit's really good. Rabbit. When I've been, I'm not a fan. Oh, maybe you just didn't get it cooked right. I don't know. I feel bad. Like there's certain animals I feel bad eating, like lamb, veal, rabbit. 
those I feel bad eating. Veal is a rough one. Veal is, I love, I love, I love going out to like an Italian restaurant and getting like a veal franchise or something like that, like good veal, but like it, it I can't morally justify it to myself. Right. I can't. I tell you what, that cheese we tried that I liked, couldn't figure out what it was, it was Swiss cheese. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Well, um, <clears throat> that's enough bug talk for today, probably. Yeah, Did that you... scared me a little bit. What? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that scared me. I don't want to be eating bugs. I don't want my kids learning Chinese on a VR headset eating bug sandwiches at school. Open up your eyes, man. Was that Dale, Dale Gribble? That was Dale Gribble. I got, I got some Dale Gribble clips. With the Putin. 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 I have a question, actually, about uh, Dale Gribble and Hank for you. So Who, wants like, know? Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Did you reply, who wants to know? Yes. <laughs> what, um, what was your question? How do you think Dale would have reacted during this whole pandemic, QAnon, kind of COVID, 5G vaccines? Like, what do you think, what path do you think he would have gone down this past year? Year and a half almost now, I guess. It's oh, he would have, he was ahead of the curve, old Dale Grimm. Okay. okay. I, I, he'd probably be right on board, and Hank would... Hank and Bill and Boomhauer probably, be, you know, um, Mike Judge, the creator that did like Idiocracy and yes, Boosom, but yeah, yes. he's he's he lives in Austin. He's close friends with Alex Jones. Like they go shooting and hang out all the time. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, I mean, uh, there was an interview. I wonder if I could find that. It probably take too long, but there was an interview. Mike Judge says he he came up with the idea for King of the Hill watching Alex Jones in the early 90s on on uh local access public access no cable way and he ba an and he just split alex jones into four characters and came up with king of the hill and took yeah, aspects of alex jones's personality and made up four different characters yeah um that's and incredible that's not something he really he doesn't even really talk like uh since trump got elected he's kind of distanced himself from alex they still hang out but not in a public way uh, mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh let me see. I wonder if I, I have the. Uh, That's uh, amazing. Yeah, I always want to hear what fans have to think about like Dale and then like Hank and all of them. What would happen during the pandemic? I was really hoping they would do a pandemic special. I was really hoping that like King of the Hill would just do like a revival just for like an hour. <clears throat> they were talking about. Uh, Mike Judge was talking about bringing it back to Fox, uh, but it would be current day. So Bobby years would later. Yeah, Bobby would be in college and all that. Yeah, here we go. Here's yeah. the Mike Judge did an Infowars. He actually did like a two-hour interview on Infowars, but yeah. Hello, this is Hank Hill, and I'm telling you what, you need to listen to Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. Infowars.com. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Love that. I hey. absolutely love that. <laughs> I'll tell you this, this is not going to be boring, boys and girls. <laughs> this is not going to be a time uh, to be sitting there thinking, man, a lot of stuff's not going on. From here on out, it is just going to get insane. Fact check true. Yeah. I've actually, uh, I've changed my opinion on Alex Jones this past year, where Certain things he said, I'd be like, no, that's insane. He's a complete, he's an insane man. I don't know why anyone listens like to what? him. And I'm like, 
huh, he was right. Um, for instance, that whole transgender frogs things, there is now actual literal proof that the chemicals in our water are causing frogs Atrazine. in certain yep. areas to, to have uh, genitals of both sets or to have like ma both male and female genitalia. Yeah, he uh, should, to be accurate, he should have said, there, I don't like him putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs trans. Would have been trans, accurate. not gay, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's because he was 100% right about that. And for years, he's been talking about the whole Epstein scandal, Ghislaine Maxwell, and all of that, where this past year. Like 15 years of, before Epstein died. Yeah. For anybody. Like 15 years, like even before Epstein was arrested the first time in 2010 in Florida, and he was able to come and go as he pleased from jail. Um, exactly. And that was in 2010, and Bill Clinton was still, not Bill Clinton, Bill Gates was still seen hanging out on the Lolita Express in 2011. But that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. Open up your eyes, man. I actually have a Bill, I have a, from our Bill Gates episode, one of my favorite Bill Gates clips. This was, uh, what is it? Let me see if I can find this. Oh no, do I, did I lose it? Well, Bill Gates ISO, it's like only two seconds long. Oh, it's Let's probably it. under poop. Let's check the peas here. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, so Bill Gates was on Jimmy Fallon's show, and he's he's marketing this new thing that turns septic water, like poop water, into drinkable water. Yes, into clean water, and he like drank it. He did recently like a whole publicity stunt where he like drank the poop water. Yeah, so he he gives Jimmy Fallon a glass of water. He's like, one of these is poop water, and one of these is regular drinking <laughs> water, and I want you to tell which one it is. And Jimmy Fallon drinks a sip of both of them. He's like, I think that one is. The poop water. And Bill Gates goes, yeah. Bill Gates goes, uh, well, it was actually rigged. It was all, all poop water. It was all poop water. So he just makes Jimmy Fallon <laughs> drink poop water in front of like a national audience. And Jimmy that's Fallon how, like, just That's how these people get off, him. though. Yeah. Like, that's how he gets off. That's like fun for Bill Gates. That's like how he gets his jollies off, though. Exactly. I, I also like eugenics. Bill Gates, Bill Gates. <laughs> father was an admitted eugenicist and uh the top guy at planned parenthood for a while whether or not you're pro-choice or not like there's it's kind of weird that you would have an admitted eugenicist who wants to eradicate most of the people running something like planned parenthood well, the woman who started planned parenthood margaret San sanger who did amazing things for women's reproductive rights and women's rights she was a eugenicist and she started she wanted to get um, rid of the black race yeah, she would literally go into impoverished communities. The first ever Planned Parenthood is down in like Lower Manhattan, downtown in New York. She would go into like the projects and impoverished communities in New York City, and she would literally tie like teenage girls' tubes tied. And she didn't want people of lower classes, people who were like mentally ill. Like she started Planned Parenthood and access to like birth control because she wanted to lower the population and she wanted only a certain type of people having being able to reproduce a certain type of woman being able to produce a child. So as much as she did great things for women's reproductive rights, and I'm 100% pro-choice, if I get pregnant, I don't want to have a baby. I'm not ready to have a baby. I want to get rid of that sucker. But you have to admit that she was also a eugenicist and the cause behind what she did wasn't very noble. It was actually disgusting and frightening. Uh, and all I can tell you is yeah. that this is bad. <laughs> I'm not happy about this. Uh, we keep the baby comfortable and then a decision. <laughs> you know, like that was another thing Alex Jones was right about. It's like 
he was on Rogan, to, like the Ralph Northam, the Virginia governor. He's like, Ralph Northam was on camera who and, and is on record an organ harvesting doctor. And he was saying like, well, I think the uh, the 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 pro-choice bill was kind of blown out of proportion. You see, what would happen is the baby would be delivered and it would be born. And then a discussion would be had about whether or not to keep it. You're like, huh? And then you find out that they're making like fifty grand to a hundred thousand uh, dollars per baby uh, if they keep it alive after birth, so they can sell their organs on the black market way higher through Chinese retailers. It's fucking crazy, man. Okay, it's a dark, dark hole. It's a dark, dark hole. Sure. I know I'm evil, but I try to be good. <laughs> Have you ever seen the clip of uh, Bill and Melinda Gates talking about how they're going to Africa and India and giving out all these vaccinations and yeah. how they just want the black community and African-Americans to be vaccinated? It's like, why are you so focused on like injecting people of color? Like, what the fuck is behind this? Because it's not out of the goodness of your fucking heart. I know that's for sure. It's eugenics. I know it's definitely out of the goodness because you care piece... about public health. And, and that's why... Um... The African-American community and not just them, the Indians and the actual Africans that live in Africa. I mean, they know what's up and because they've been experimented yeah. on. And so, like, th For that's ages. one of the biggest things. Like, if you that's one of the biggest keys to this whole fucking last five years, but especially 2020 and 2021, when you realize that the people that are pushing these vaccines, funding them and distributing them worldwide are also the same people that are going all over the world speaking at TED Talks like Bill Gates saying we need to lower yeah. the population. Yeah. It's like it's it's not hard to put two and two to put together. And then you and then mm -hmm. the vaccine companies are completely immune from any lawsuits. Well, yeah, you can't uh charge big pharma companies if you get a bad vaccine or uh I'm not an anti-vaxer, but I have I've received a vaccine which was then recalled and then not recalled, but they rechanged the whole formula. Uh, the Gardasil vaccine, when it came out, oh, that's, I was in yeah. the HPV vaccine. Uh, and my family has a history of cervical cancer, and I have like doctors, like my aunts are doctors and stuff. So my mom, thinking she was doing the right thing, I mean, she like spoke to my aunts. My aunts, as soon as it came out, they're like, "You have to get Barbara vaccinated." I got like Caroline and whoever my cousins vaccinated, and it came in like a set of three shots. One I remember made me feel very, very sick afterwards. And then years later, down the line, they completely changed it. It's not called Gardasil anymore. It's called, like, the HPV shots. Now for both men and women, it's, like, two doses instead of three. And I actually have abnormal cells in my cervix, like, HPV cells that were supposed to be, like, this vaccine was supposed to protect me against, where I have to go get them tested every couple months to see if they've turned cancerous or not. And I, it's not that I'm an anti-vaxxer, but once a new vaccine's out on market, I don't trust it. That shit's got to be around for a while because I've gotten a vaccine that was out on the market and then recalled like a couple of years later. Isn't it kind of annoying? I don't know. It's a pet peeve of mine. That, like you, and everybody has to do it. You, like uh, when you talk about vaccines, you always have to put a qualifier like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, I have to like assure people or like, like if I'm you, not anti-science. If you mention that Trump might have actually done something funny or done something good, then you have to qualify it, but like I'm not pro Trump. It's like fuck yeah. that. I mean, I'm not not anything. It's just like not a commentary on you. It's just much as our society. <laughs> no, what I do, I I'm very aware that I do it. I I'm constantly doing it because I live in a very liberal too. neighborhood, and I 
talk to a lot of liberal Democrat, like Democrats and all that. So it's nice being able to openly talk about this. And like, I have that habit of prefacing, like I have a very good friend who likes to make it a point to show how liberal and how so pro-social justice she is. And sometimes I'll be like, oh yeah, I was listening to like Alex Jones on this. And she'll be like, what? And I'll be like, well, I'm not a conservative. Relax, like take a breath. Alex really isn't a conservative either. No, he's not. He was actually, uh, he started off like in Austin, like anti-traffic stops and anti-drunk traffic stops and like hated the bushes. Oh yeah, no, he, and he was, I mean, he really was the, the real, I mean, there might've been a couple other people, but he was definitely the most prominent voice to blow the lid off 9-11. Oh, for sure. Uh, I was looking for a specific Bill Gates clip, but this one's pretty good. This is a classic. No, the the data showed that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. Yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic where, you know, it's just, you know, super painful. But yes, there we need to make sure there's not severe side effects. The FDA, uh, I, I, I think, will do a good job of that, uh, despite the pressure. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services, each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's So he's at this TED Talk, and, he's, and he literally hits the slide on the TED Talk, and he says, probably one of these numbers... And then he hits the button and it goes to, it's like car, uh, carbon emissions, CO2, humans, and one other thing. And then he says, he clicks the button and makes the screen show a human being. And he's like, one of these is going to have to get to zero. And then he chuckles and the whole Ted, Ted audience laughs. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, First, we've got population. Uh, The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Oh, so if we do a good job with vaccines, yeah, we can lower the population by 10 or 15 percent. And then there's like uh, this. I'm getting these off Bingit.io, by the way. Shout out. No agenda. Um, here's a good one. This is uh, Bill Gates. Truth wants to come out. Producing childhood death. He said we're we're working on producing childhood death instead of reducing. Let's see what else we got. Yeah, it's a Freudian slip up right there. Yeah, a very uh, telling Freudian slip up. Yeah, I mean, just a quick Google of him, and you see all these things. How he's under fire for what he's done in India. Oh, they've kicked out the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation from like thirty yeah. different countries. Because they yeah, were killing people true. in India. Even AP admits that the more people got polio from Bill Gates' polio vaccine than they than people got it from the wild polio. Polio, like, worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, he... I don't understand in the first place why we're just listening to a man who's, like, a college dropout and has a computer company. Like, I don't think that should be the voice of public health and population Because he's the control. science czar. He's the, she's the, he is the science czar chosen to be the front man 
of the New yeah, World like Order rollout. It's like a this. cult or a religion now. You can't question it. Isn't science all about questioning things and looking for answers and seeing if there's any other possibilities to things? And now it's like you're presenting. It used to be, but now what, you're present- now, now what they do is they just, they've banned, what, what's the number now? Is it 50,000 doctors, nurses, scientists, epidemiologists, and virologists, and no, even some Nobel Peace Prize winning scientists that have been completely banned from Twitter, YouTube, Facebook? And hidden from Google because because they're ex they're health experts and scientists and virologists and epidemiologists and they call bullshit on this and they get banned. You know how many? Oh uh, wow! Do you know how many virologists died in the? uh, I think it was less than a year before COVID nineteen rolled out. You know how many virologists died under suspicious circumstances in twenty nineteen? I think it's like around two hundred and thirty. Like top virologists died right before COVID started in the year before. Jumping out of bin, well, Joe, three story, like twenty story buildings and shit, and getting in car crashes. It's fucking weird. Joe Rogan suicide. recently had a member of the World Health Organization on who was talking, I think, a little bit about that, and then the lab in Wuhan, but how there was like just suspicious, like people stopped showing up to work, like viral, like certain epidemiologists and virologists like stopped showing up to work. Ugh. I was trying to find. He's a he's a doctor with the World Health Organization, but he was a it was a recent episode. He talked about COVID and how it's a hundred percent from the lab and stuff. World. I wonder if this is little. When I step up in China, yo, I step correct. Wuhan. From the North China Plain oh, right all here. the way to Quebec. Wuhan. I'm on the bingit.io, just messing with Bill Gates clips. Um, Jamie Metzel. He was on once in 2019, and he was on recently as well. Yes. Now, who was the guy that was on Rogan right after Adam Curry was, and he was saying that within two months, this was back in like early 2020, he was on Joe Rogan, he's like, within two months, there'll be... 2.5 2.5 million Americans yeah, dead. Yeah, the guy from like the CDC or something. Yes, I remember that. I was listening no, to that at my old job. Top and guy. Yes. No, no, I know who you're talking about. He talked, this was before, it was like a full-blown scale pandemic. This is when it was like still, I think, in China or like contained to Asia. Or like, I mean, I think that it was in America in 2019 because I witnessed my boyfriend who literally had coronavirus in October of 2019 and I've never seen a person that sick. And people who've had it say that when they took Advil, it got worse. And he took ibuprofen, took Advil, and it got worse. And I've never seen pe- someone that's sick before. You gotta take the zinc before. and the ivermectin, or the uh, the hydrochloroquine, the, uh, hydroxychloroquine, or really just vitamin D. I think it's like ninety-five percent of people zinc that is a big one. Yeah. Um, I um, <laughs> I found this. <laughs> I think if this is what I'm thinking of. This was a lady screaming at a uh, like a Florida town hall. Uh, county meeting. Oh, I know you literally cannot mandate somebody (laughs) to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. It literally is killing people. And my, the people, we the people are waking up and we know what citizens arrest is because citizens arrests are already happening. Okay. And every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. And you, Doctor are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Every single yeah. one of you have a smirk behind that little mask, but every single one of you are going to get punished by God. You cannot, you cannot escape God. 
You cannot escape God. I'm going to say that again. You cannot escape God, not even with the mask or six feet. Okay? Six feet, like I said before, is military protocol. You're trying to get the people to train them so when the, the cameras, the 5G comes out, what? They're, they're going to they're gonna scan everybody. We got to get scanned. We got to get temperatured. The kids have to go to school with masks. Are you insane? Are you, you crazy? Insane? I think all of you should be in a psych ward right the heck now. <laughs> to me, it's crazy. Yeah, when I see little children, like elementary schoolers, Wearing masks, I'm like, this is this has gone insane. That's Especially where I'm since like, yeah. none of them not only get sick from they it, can't but they get can't it. even they like can't, they can't get even get spread it. it. Yeah, yeah, they like the big worry was that if I send my kid to school and they come home, they can get grandma sick. But then that was disproven. This is ins- what well, you see. Fauci now said we have to wear three masks. So instead of making the masks thicker, I now have to wear three masks. I'll tell you what I think. I don't know. Since talking to David Icke, that first half of the episode with him, he laid out, and I've looked into oh, that it more was so since good. then. That was such a good interview. It was he makes so a good. good. He makes, and there's a lot of doctors backing him up. Of course, you won't hear from him on the news. No, COVID nineteen yeah, is just doesn't even fucking exist. It's like not even a real thing. They just the news is that powerful, and the Fauci's and Bill Gates of the world that they can just tell everybody that this is going on. Shut down all dissenting opinions shut down the entire global economy and any of the of the thousands of esteemed scientists that come out and say that they're wrong they just censor them off the internet it's crazy to me what makes me question it the most like i kind of go back and forth where i'm like this is a social experiment or this is a fake pandemic or this is them blowing like a small virus out of proportion but i definitely know that this is not the whole truth and the biggest factor to me or the biggest giveaway for me is that is my mother, who's 58 or 59, she's going to kill me for revealing her age, but I don't care. It's important. Uh, she lives in Florida. She lives in uh, right by Daytona Beach. She is immunocompromised. She has RA, and she's worked this entire pandemic. She works as a concierge at, like, these high-end condos on the beach. And she doesn't wear a mask because she has asthma, so she's like, I, she, she's a little Karen about it, so I'm going to say that. But she's like, I can't <laughs> wear the mask. I have asthma. But she has RA. She has asthma. She has she is immunocompromised. She has had bronchitis several times in her life, and she has not once gotten sick this past year. Tell me how that she would be sick in bed if this was as serious as it was. And I'm grateful my mother's not sick. I'm grateful my mom's healthy. But I'm just saying that's the biggest giveaway to me. Where I'm like, wow, this woman who should have gotten sick has been fine this entire time, living in Florida where it's been open at full capacity since like May or something. No masks, nothing. And stuff like that where it makes me question the science where I'm like, okay, I'm seeing this with my own eyes. I'm seeing it. I'm living it. I'm showing the experience. But the news is telling me something else. And these scientists are telling me something else. So seems like the narrative, like it's getting a little lost. Right. Well, and there's, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like, yeah, the scientists are telling you something, but like you don't get to hear, you got to go to bit shoot to find the other scientists because they've been segregated to the dark fringe corners of the internet that are disagreeing, but another big red flag uh, that this whole pandemic is, is just all about the great reset and shutting down the economy. So that Amazon and Walmart run everything and all the middle-class and small businesses get destroyed. Like another big red flag for that is what they're saying now with agenda 2030, which they've been planning on forever. You hear like Justin Trudeau, uh, like Boris Johnson, China, every country is a lot of the world leaders. Yes. Build back better, build back better. And build Joe Biden back, calls that, that phrase, his plan. That phrase of build back better, absolutely. 
well, and Dean made a good point is because like build back better is like it uh, on an on a magic spell M I M A G I C K spell like a cult yeah, yeah, yeah. level like Wiccan magic yeah it it build back better implies that it is destroyed already yeah. and so they're destroying the entire the great reset and everything and look at what Australia and France and Germany and Canada are saying now and I'm sure Biden will be saying it before too long him and Kamala. What are they saying across the world? Well, we need to use these same lockdown tactics we've used for COVID to lock down uh, populations to prevent climate change so they won't drive their cars. Oh, wow. That's You're hearing that oh, from politicians wow. across the world and global bankers, Klaus Schwab. Um, wow. That's frightening. Yeah. That's a... Well, I got myself a case of Wuhan Bingit.io is coming up with some good shit. It's the best search engine ever, right? I like that you brought up Agenda 30, if I could just make a comment on that, because this whole pandemic thing is we've strayed away from cash. And by 2030, they want a universal cryptocurrency where it's all cashless society. And now, more often than not, because no one wants to touch money because it's it's always been dirty. Money's always been dirty. Most money's always been in a stripper's ass crack. But now all of a sudden we're like, well, it might have the COVID on it. You have to use debit or credit. And that's another way for the government to keep tabs on you. That's another, that's cashless right there. That's just numbers in a computer screen. Bingo. And exactly. that's another big giveaway where with 2030, they've, it's said that they want like a universal cryptocurrency by that time. And it won't be crypto. It, there'll be a backdoor. It's uh, like that's my that was my biggest problem with Andrew Yang because Andrew Yang was running around going like, "Oh yeah, we need to give everybody free money. Let's do this." Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Well, first of all, the money's not really free. It's still getting paid for by us, the taxpayers. It's but taxes. Also, it's still taxes. It's yeah, our we're money. We're printing money out of thin air that devalues the dollar, whatever. But like the, it, it's going to have strings attached. It's going to be you have to get your vaccines and you have to be tracked and I'm traced. Sure. And these this digital currency. The thing with cash is we can have a I can. I can buy $20 worth of weed off you on a street corner and nobody knows that mm-hmm. happened because it was paper money, yeah. not traceable. Not only can they trace all your transactions once it goes digital, but if you are a political dissident, if you yes, maybe just, if you maybe uh, were a little you. too supportive of, of uh, someone like Julian Assange, oh yeah, I saw yes. you were kind of supportive of Julian Assange, we're going to have to shut your bank account down. That's where this is going. Well, that's so what they did to I Alex Jones. A, uh, they should, he can't have a debit card. He can't go into a bank account and open a checking account. Exactly. Like, they're going to cut you off from, if they, what I was looking at was that if you go to certain websites, certain, like, conspiracy websites, there's certain websites that aren't the mainstream news, and they'll they'll be labeled as misinformation, they could track you and then disconnect you from, like, your bank account, from your money. How are you supposed to eat? How am I supposed to feed my family? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? No, I just it's. I, I, I propose a. Uh, I propose a cookie based economy. A cookie based economy where we just girls. Can I give cookies? you a cookie? Can I give you a cookie? Can I give you a cookie? I think we should just go back to an old fashioned barter system, goods for services. Oh, a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, goods it's... for services. I think that we should just just go back to an old fashioned barter system. Yeah. I'm with you. That's let's not complicate things. I gotta, <laughs> or just stick to cash. 
I couldn't find the clip. I I I was I found so many Bill Gates clips, but not the one I was looking for. I was looking for the one. It's kind of, must have been scrubbed from Twitter because it used to be the, all over. The internet's Twitter. been scrubbed recently. That's something I've noticed. A lot of uh, my saved YouTube like documentaries have been scrubbed, completely oh, gone. Yeah. No, it's yeah, it's. I don't even fuck with YouTube really anymore. Honestly, I just get on there to watch Ping Trip and Donkey, because <laughs> like <laughs> anything I'm looking for is gonna be. But uh, no, I was looking for the the video when Moderna vaccine was like first getting rolled out. Bill Gates yeah. on that panel going, so we're taking genetically modified organisms and we just inject them right into little kids' arms. We just shoot it right in the vein. <laughs> and that's a direct quote. And it's like, what the fuck, bro? But uh, this one ought um, to be good. That was my last Bill Gates clip for the day. You've talked about okay. the, some of the sophisticated tools, the therapeutics that... Uh, that are coming and that some some are here. Can you just talk a little bit? I mean, the, the, let's talk about uh, Regeneron. Uh, you've been optimistic about uh, about it. It got obviously a big endorsement from President Trump because he was able to to receive it. He's calling it a cure. Uh, he's calling on regulators to give it emergency use authorization. Do you support the idea of the emergency use authorization? And I assume uh, it's not a cure. No. The, well, the word cure. Uh is a bit of an overpromise. You know, that makes it sound it looks like works for everyone and the whole concern about this disease should go away. And that's the last thing we want people to think about. <laughs> yeah, they played that on No Agenda. I'm getting these clips. Uh, a lot of them are from a couple old No Agenda episodes. But yeah, that's the point Adam made. It's like Bill Gates just said, well, people are going to start thinking about this disease going away. And that's the last thing we want people to think about. We don't want yeah, people that's to the think last about thing. this we, disease we... going away. We want Jesus. people locked down, scared. That's what they right. want. Exactly. Um, speaking of vaccines, now Spain um, has halted the AstraZeneca vaccine along with Germany and Denmark in Europe. Yeah, it's interesting. It's the uh, it's the it's hard to tell how much of it is theater, but it seems like there's a war going on between the pharmaceutical industries because this is true, like you know, one or two trillion dollars minimum that. They're talking about whichever vaccine oh, yeah, wins the vaccine wars. It seems like Pfizer is the one that's being pushed by the media. That's Fauci. Well, and all Johnson that. and Johnson, the one shot now. I feel like that's the big one they're going to because why? Why poison people with two shots if you could just poison them with one shot? Well, Johnson, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. A, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, and nothing on this show should be taken as medical or legal. No, advice, yeah, I'm but, not a doctor. I'm. A I clown. will say, yeah, I will say that Johnson and Johnson. Um, is from what i understand a traditional vaccine it actually has the attenuated virus supposedly whereas oh so it's the the way that you're supposed to get the vaccine it's supposed to be it's like a, how vaccines the one that goes the, always are until 2020 they were always you have an attenuated they, virus well or now a little the bit other of a ones change virus. like your dna don't yeah, like so the they, pfizer one um, change like your dna pfizer and moderna have mrna which is messenger rna which changes how your dna programs your cells and it's i mean jesus christ the idea that i mean who knows it's i there's no telling what's going to happen because people are yeah having super adverse reactions to pfizer and moderna in the first week even the first day sometimes but like what what is long-term reprogramming your dna to how it replicates cells going to do in five ten years i wouldn't be surprised if alex jones and the scientists he's been talking to which there's hundreds of them are, I, I wouldn't. I would not be surprised at all if they're totally correct, and that at best case scenario, we're going to see cancer rates go up a uh, hundred times what they are right now in the next think, decade. 
but think this, about the because birth it defects. mutates your DNA and it, it's it, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, as a woman, that scares me. Like, what if I want to have kids one day and I'm forced to have a vaccine where it changes my DNA, and then ten years, fifteen years down the line, my kid's born like with disabilities or something, yeah. or like three eyes or smushed in head. Like that's they never talk about like how pregnant women also this whole debate with like pregnant women and vaccines. There's been a lot of pregnant women who received the vaccine and then like had stillbirth, stillbirth, stillbirths. I don't know how true these reports are or not because they were. So they haven't tested it on women now. They're just they, now starting to test it. Yes. Yeah, so, Most okay, countries so they, are saying if you're over 65 or you're a child or if you're pregnant and a bunch of other criteria, do not take the Pfizer, do not take the Moderna. But then they're still get, it's weird how like they have they out of one side of their mouth they're like, yeah, don't do this. But then they'll they're still giving it to people because they it's it's weird. It's like Hegelian dialectic shit. Just give them a cookie. Can I give you a cookie? <laughs> do you think Trump actually got the vaccine? No, and I, the Netanyahu video of him getting it looks fake. The Mike Pence video of him getting it looks fake. I think the most the worst thing by far and the most disturbing thing trump did during his presidency was the operation warp speed um he should have fired fauci right out of the gates and he should not have been pushing this vaccine shit because you remember when trump was running in 2015 and and late 2016 trump was saying we we need to look into vaccines i want to set up a vaccine safety panel should have a choice to space them out that the right and 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 because baron absolutely Barron was injured by vaccines, like really bad. Really? What happened ago. to Barron? I didn't know um, that. Trump used to talk about it. I, I mean, Trump was talking about how there were bombs in the World Trade Center 7 the day of 9-11. Trump is a conspiracy theorist through and through. <laughs> but um, anyway, so he, he was in talks with one of my personal heroes, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And Trump okay. was had, who I'm trying to get on the podcast. I know uh, I think I have a connection, which would be great, but. Robert That'd be King amazing Jr. if you manage that. That's amazing. Yeah, he's great. But um, Robert F. King Jr., Trump was getting him to uh, set up a vaccine safety panel. He wanted Robert F. King Jr. to head it up. And then Bill Gates stepped in. And this was right when Trump first well, was coming did. into office January 2016 or 2017, I guess it was. Yeah, 2017. And Bill Gates comes in and uh, he's doing this like uh, conference he basically says, uh, I wish I still had the clip. He, Bill Gates is saying like, oh, yeah, Trump uh, wanted to do a safety study for vaccines. And I think he wanted to get some guy. I guess his name is Robert Kennedy. It's like, yeah, like you don't know who <laughs> Robert Kennedy's son is. John F. Kennedy's nephew. Yeah, you don't know who that is, Bill Gates. Yeah. He's like, I think his name was Tyler or something. He's like, he wanted to do a safety studies into vaccines. And I told him that was a waste of time and a dead end. And I put a stop to that. It's like, so really, Bill Gates is just saying, like, oh, I'm the real president, Trump. Like, Trump ain't shit. I know more than everyone. Well, Bill Gates knows more than everyone, and we're all stupid. So, but, yeah, I remember when Trump talked about how it could be, how it should be the parent's choice, where you space it out, because your newborn child shouldn't be pricked with chemicals, like, all at once, and... I agree. I do agree that a parent should be able to be like, hey, maybe don't shove all these chemicals I want into my kid. Maybe space them out. And he got a lot of flack for that. They gave him a lot of shit for that. 
I mean, they gave Trump a lot of shit for everything, but, and by no means am I a supporter of Trump because I think the man is a vile con man who thinks it's okay to harass women. And, but anyone who's comparing him to the next Hitler or a fascist leader actually doesn't know what fascism is. Or actually doesn't I like understand. women with big, giant tits and big asses. Oh, you're out of luck. I'm petite. <laughs> um. Man, I can't find that clip, but yeah, it's really disturbing what Bill Gates said. And he also makes up some bullshit story about Trump. Like, yeah, we were meeting and uh, like once I got there, Trump left so that he could come back and fly in his helicopter back in to impress me. I'm like, that. What? I guarantee you that did not happen. Bill Gates was just talking shit. I don't think Trump shit. has to impress Bill Gates. I really don't think that's true. Yeah, it's it sounds... Yeah, it sounds like a lot of projecting from Bill Gates because he's a dweeby, nerdy, genocidal maniac. But then he also said um, Trump, uh, and this is after Trump had just gotten elected and he's still talking shit about Trump for trying to do safety studies on vaccines. Bill Gates is like, yeah, uh, and he seemed to know a lot about my daughter, which uh, I didn't like that. Or, I mean, Melinda didn't like that very much. And just the way it's coming off on stage... It just seems like not just a virtue signal, but he's just making shit up. It seems like he's, I don't know, it's a weird power move. I mean, they're all like fucking pedophiles. They all traveled on the Lolita Express. Like, take a seat, shut up. You're all disgusting creeps. But Trump uh, went there one time, which plausible deniability, it's not like he went there 28, 27 times like Bill. I am going to stop you right there, though, because there is records from the Southern District of New York where Trump at Epstein's mansion had raped a 13-year-old. Ooh, send me so, that. I don't know anything about that. Okay, I'll go through my... I had to get data recovery done because over the weekend, all my technology... So now I have... I'm going to... None of the things named properly, so it's going to take me a second, but I will 100% send it to you because it's insane. They're court documents that... Uh, the case never went anywhere, I think, because the jury pool, like something with the jury, jury pool and the case uh, ended up being uh, dismissed as a mistrial, I believe. But uh, it was Trump at Epstein's mansion in the city at his townhouse, beautiful piece of real estate, where it'll take me a second because I don't have, I'll email it to you in a bit because none Every, of this is Everything properly. I've looked into, and I might, I'm sure I've not looked into all of it, but everything I've looked into was, and even the FBI, the, like the leading prosecutors against Epstein in 2008 when they were first going after him, they were on mm-hmm. record saying Trump was the only person in his circle that cut himself cut Epstein out of his life, kicked Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago, and was the only person that was cooperating with the FBI to try to take Epstein down. Um, See, I didn't know that. See, that's enough. See, I didn't know that part of it. But the FBI knew about what Epstein, Ghislaine, and Wexner were doing since 1996 when Bill Gates was a sitting, not Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, I'm sorry, two bills, two bad bills. Bill Clinton was a sitting president, and there's records of him on the Lolita Express. And the FBI knew about this in 1996 yeah. when it was, uh, what's her face, something Farmer, Maria Farmer, I think it was, who has a who had a civil case against Ghislaine Maxwell. She was the one who went to the FBI and she said that the FBI treated her worse than some of the people in Epstein Circle did, how they dragged her through the coals. And the FBI knew about this since 1996. So 2008 wasn't like the first time they were like trying to put him. They did nothing for years. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah, and Bill Gates, after Epstein was convicted, it wasn't just like Prince Andrew. Yeah, it wasn't In just Prince Andrew. It, Bill Gates like was staying over at Epstein's house all the time, and he was helping Bill Gates fund 
mRNA vaccine research at Harvard. Epstein was funding most of that, which is rolled out Epstein's now. Epstein's connected to a lot of people in the scientific community. A lot, a Big lot, time. a lot of people Massad in the scientific community. And, and him are all like, yeah, and it's all this mRNA well, bullshit. Ghislaine's father, tracking Robert devices. Maxwell, was an agent of the Mossad. Mm-hmm. Like, he had dual citizenship. He was part of the Israel, like the Jewish mafia, the world, like the Jewish mafia, like just like Lex Wessner is. And uh, his, I mean, all of his kids, like her sister, like Robert Maxwell's, Robert Maxwell, her father was part of the Mossad. And her sisters, her two sisters, I don't remember their names, but they have the firm Chiliad or whatever, Gilead, whatever it's called, that does counterterrorism work for the FBI. And they started working with them after 9-11. Like these people are just so ingrained and like these circles of society when it comes to scientists, government, spies, all of it at the highest level, all of it. Mm-hmm. No one's untainted. But yes, Bill Gates was in 2011. There was record of him on the Lolita Express. And I don't know if he went to Little St. James or not, but this was after Epstein had already been convicted and served his time in 2010. And way more recently than that, he was staying the night at Epstein's house. Jesus Christ. And, and that I didn't know. And uh, and then you had, uh, they, they were setting up a uh, charity probably like the Clinton foundation. If, if you're, if you're like a Clinton or a Gates or you always have to have a foundation, it's like the you set up a, <laughs> but uh, no, like one of the weirder things outside oh, of so all I'm the gonna, mRNA. I'm interrupt you. It wasn't raping a 13 year old. It was attempted rape. And that is a distinction you have to make when it comes to legal documents. Is this alleged or no, proven? This was, this was proven. Apparently it was attempted rape. Ugh. Um, and all but I, I can just, tell you I is wanted to just interject that because legally that rape and attempted rape bad. are two different things. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, but um, Ugh. Um, I mean, yeah, I, if, that's, if that's true, that definitely changes a lot of my uh, preconceptions about Trump. I've never thought he was a perfect good or even good person, but that's that's disappointing to me because then that means it seems like he was easily blackmailed. But um, he could be easily blackmailed, hundred percent. I mean. That's why these people do it. That's why people like fucking Wexner who fucking control this and Maxwell and all these people, they do it to compromise leaders. Bill, although Bill Clinton was actually just like a pedophile and a horned dog, though. <laughs> Bill Clinton. I only flew out to that island 39,000 times. <laughs> Seriously. You, okay, but the, the, you know about the ranch in New Mexico? A little bit. A so little like, bit. As like I already mentioned, familiar. Epstein was, was funding. It was, a prop, it was his Ep- property, right? Yeah, so Epstein was already funding with Gates and a couple other weird fucks, but uh, all these scientists at Harvard to work on mRNA nanobot technologies with vaccines, which is exactly what we have now with Moderna and Pfizer. Um, and then he had this weird cloning facility in New Mexico where Epstein was working on seeding his genetics into like hundreds of women. Well, yeah, he wanted to impregnate them. Yeah. Um, he wanted, well, Gilly Maxwell used to like produce like future wives for him or future women, like, and he would base them like on their genetics and looks to see if he wanted to reproduce with them or not. That's why they call her Jizz Lane. Jizz Lane. <laughs> why well, you keep yeah. trying to read that word? You a fag? Jizz Lane. Man, I'm sorry, I was, I was communicating with the vet about my cat. I apologize. How's about the cat that. doing? 
she's fine. She's an idiot. She just eats a plate plant that is toxic to her and she already puked once this week and went back for seconds and puked more so I got worried and they just hydrated her and gave her like some medicine she's my so, cats just they're stupid my cats are retards my cats are little retards like <laughs> so someone took predators took predators shrunk them down to like nine pounds and like now they just have this instinct to kill bugs but they're also not too bright um uh... Wait, how many cats do you have? I have two. I have two little ginger cats. I, uh, I'm not a crazy cat lady, though. Although I have fostered kittens before. I promise I'm not a crazy cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> are they all retarded? I, uh, they're both, yes. They're both retarded. Both of them are stupid as fuck. I love nice. them. They're adorable. They're Uh-oh! Retard alert! Retard <laughs> alert, class! Seriously. <laughs> are you retarded? <laughs> Seriously. Too many retard clips. Yeah, so the vet was texting me updates and stuff that there's none of that protein because the plant she ate apparently can like oxidize or crystallize and like for, like cause a protein in their kidney to like start like slow down kidney function, but they didn't find the protein in her body. So I was just thanking them. So I'm like, oh good, I don't have to spend three thousand dollars on surgery. That's good news this morning. It's a lot of money. Yeah, all of it's a scam. Vets are a scam, I think. Oh, I, I like money. <laughs> Literally. Literally yeah. everyone nowadays. I like, I like money, money, though. Yeah. I like money, though. Well, shit. Uh, <clears throat> what, like what else what else we need to talk about before we wrap this thing up? Are we missing anything? I had a great uh, time. Oh, thank you. No, thank you for having me on. I do want to give a shout out because uh, Whitney Webb, an amazing journalist, and I don't think she gets enough credit on her work that she does she's with great. Elaine and Epstein. And uh, she's not even in the United States anymore because she feared for her life and her safety. I just want to give her a shout out and her work because I recently just got stuck in a very big hole on her website and her whole series on it. And I'm just like, wow, this woman really is putting herself out there to break the story and show you what's going on. And the media isn't reporting on it at all. Oh, she's a total badass. She's amazing. I also wanted to make a comment that uh, unless uh, we have 24-7 feed of Ghislaine Maxwell's cell, like a panda being born at the zoo, I don't believe she's actually in, in a cell in Brooklyn right now. I don't. Well, yeah, actually, that's maybe something we could talk about before we wrap this up. Are you? Do you agree with me that they didn't kill Epstein? They faked his death? No. And he's still alive? Yeah, I've seen some are fucking alive. I mean, exactly. like, he's, he's off Most somewhere, people probably in the Middle that. East or in Israel or got some weird island in the Pacific where 100%, they did not kill Epstein. They did the autopsy. It wasn't like his body, people said. Epstein's exactly. alive. He's not in jail. I, I, 100%, I agree with you. Good. Well, that was, that was way quicker than I thought. I usually have to have oh, no. a debate with people about that. No, I uh, I like to make a little joke about myself where I'm a recovering social justice warrior <laughs> where I don't get into these debates anymore with people. Because I used to have purple hair in college and used to scream about people using the, the, the word faggot. Ugh. And I used to think it was okay to police people's language because I was like that more, that was the moral authority. A 21-year-old cokehead was the moral authority on what other people should say and do with their lives. So I'm like a recovering social justice warrior where 
I've opened up my eyes recently and I'm like, oh, the world isn't as it seems at all. And all these political debates are absolutely pointless. All of them are horse shit. Most of them are of a a complete distraction. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like people are getting up in arms about Dr. Seuss books. Who gives a shit what Dr. Seuss wrote? Like, I, I don't. I don't like it's what things like that. It's what? an amazing dis- like the whole Dr. Seuss books. Dr. Seuss. Oh, Dr. Being Seuss. Yeah. Dr. Seuss was being canceled last week. Yeah, they're coming after the Muppets next. Oh, yeah, I forgot. There's now warnings in front of the Muppets that it's like offensive <laughs> the, or something. I love South Park's on their latest episode, their uh, disclaimer. Yeah. This, the, like, it, the, is something along the lines of uh, this show uh, historically has sh- shown harmful stereotypes to peoples and nations and genders, and these these representations were wrong in the past and will still be wrong in the future, uh, but to um basically we're leaving this up here just to educate people and show how bad it is and they say like the muppets south park should not be watched by anyone yeah yeah no i I like their disclaimers i like the disclaimers they put (laughs) they also did uh like if you did you watch the latest QAnon vaccination yeah the vaccination special i was very happy it wasn't randy centric for once yeah i love randy but they've been killing the Integrity Farms. Yeah, I love Randy. I loved Randy as Lord. That was peak Randy for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. He was Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting yeah, on the yeah. toilet on a Wednesday. The best episode they've done in a while is the Band in China one, I think. Oh, a, that was so good. Because that was actually a ballsy move, like old school South Park, where they would go after like yes, sacred like cows. Yes, OG South Park, when they would go yeah. after anyone, like when they had Muhammad on, like when they drew Muhammad <laughs> and everyone was like yeah. freaking out over that. I actually was, I have, uh, at some point I'm going to do a South Park then versus now episode. I've been pulling clips and I got like Anderson Cooper and Larry King on CNN talking about like, did South Park go too far by drawing Muhammad and all this shit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did yeah, you see? They, they uh, removed all those episodes and the Cartoon Wars episodes where they make fun of a family yes. guy from HBO yep. Max. Can't make fun That's of. That's what I wanted to say that. Did you see that they removed the cartoon episodes recently? I was trying to find. They're, they've been like scrubbed from the internet and the website. Episode 200 and 201, you cannot get anywhere unless you pirated illegally. That's the one with Damn. where they made fun of like Tom Cruise, like Tom Cruise and Tim Burton and every celebrity ever pretty much that's been made fun of by South Park are trying oh, to get yeah. the power a, to not be made fun of. Is that the Scientology one or no? Is that the no, Scientology No, that's a different episode? one because that's after the Scientology one. You're thinking of oh, Tom okay. Cruise won't. You probably have never seen 200 and 201. I had to dig him up from if uh, allegedly had to get him illegally. <laughs> so, they, allegedly they have, had com- to get him. Comedy Central doesn't play him anymore. You cannot buy them. They didn't get released on DVD. This was the one where they were get Trey and Matt were getting death threats, and Comedy Central was getting death threats and bomb threats from uh, Islamic extremists because they had Muhammad in a bear suit and then in a van, even though they didn't show him. Is this um, when, like, it's the Super Best Friends Club with Jesus? It's after that. It's in between it's that after. and okay, the Okay, so I don't know what one. you're talking about at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, I don't no, know they, what you're talking about scrubbed. at all. These ones got scrubbed, scrubbed, like, a long time, like, right yeah, after they came I've out. Yeah, these I've never, ever heard of. Yeah, um, I may or may not have them on a flash drive. I might find a way to send them to you. But uh, anyway, so they, uh, what happens is, essentially, like, Tom Cruise and all the celebrities that have been made fun of on South Park over the years gather together and try to sue the town of South Park. And they're trying to get 
the power to not be made fun of for Muhammad because Muhammad has this special ability to not be made fun of. And in that episode, there's like a giant censored brick over his head because he has like this superpower. And so then like Tom Cruise and all these other guys get the power to not be made fun of for Muhammad. And they all have the censored bar over him by the end of the episode. And after that, after the comedy central banned those episodes and acted like they never existed, even though it was episode 200, which is a mild marker, 200 and 200. Yeah. It's a milestone. Yeah. Then, then like later on, they did the, the family guy ones. Which were great, and that even the that one was back Wars. when I remember Bush that was, one. That was back when Bush was president, and it was all about how you're not allowed to make fun of Muhammad. So it's like terrorists mm-hmm. are attacking because a cartoon is making fun of Muhammad. He's like, "What cartoon would would mock an entire world religion? What, <laughs> the cartoon that's always pushing everyone's buttons with their careless potty humor, Family Guy." Got Family Guy. It turns out favorite. Family Guy's written by a. a a tank full of manatees that push idea balls randomly into yeah, slots. Yeah, I know. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Because it's the writing of Family Guy is very elementary. And no offense to Seth MacFarlane, but all of his series are very predictable and they have the same format. Yeah, and Seth MacFarlane's just a shitty person. and a sh- Yeah. Is he? I didn't know about that. I don't know anything about his personal life. I, his Twitter like- account just pisses me off. He's like such a – he is like the stereotypical liberal Hollywood elite. Oh, he's, like, he's a little, be- like a liberal soy boy. Okay. Yeah, he thinks he's better than everybody else, and he does not like Trey Parker and Matt Stone at all, probably because of that two-part Family Guy episode. Well, because they're funnier than him, and they're better writers. Right. And they're better creators. And they, uh, um, so, uh, apparently, from what I remember, I'm, I'm like 99.9% sure this is true. It's been a while since I looked it up, but mm-hmm. uh, when the, the Family Guy episodes came out, the writers of the writing room of King of the Hill... And the Simpsons sent flowers and like care baskets to the South Park guys. Because That's they're amazing. Like, Thank you for making fun of Family Guy. <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah. absolutely love that. Yes. Um, my favorite South Park episode is uh, actually it's about Hillary Clinton. It's the Snook and her Sniz. That's my oh, yeah. favorite one. That's my That's favorite the 24 Family parody. Guy episode. The twenty four parody. Yeah. When they're counting down. That is my one of my all time favorite episodes. With I got a Snook in my Sniz. Oh my. That that whole season was that was like what like se- season like nine to sixteen was where it really was it's peak peak, peak. Yeah, yeah it was amazing that's very true it's yeah, got it's going it's still good but it's not near as good as it was back then I didn't like the one where they intru- I didn't like it when they introduced Heidi Cartman's girlfriend in that whole episode where women are funny and smart like <laughs> constantly that was being repeated and I'm just like. I'm like yo, we get it. I'm like, I get okay. it. This is, I'm like, this is not the best writing, guys. This is not your best writing. It was the good. The I did like the Amy Schumer workings. Amy Schumer is totally funny. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, this anyway. Yeah, but um, I got to talk about South Park all day. Uh, no, I, me too. I gotta, I'm very sorry. My I uh, derail a lot of conversations. I apologize. I'm not very good at staying on topic. Ever. Oh no, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you've ever li- if you've ever heard this show, then you're in good I company. I have. You're in good you company. Really, I was gonna say you have really interesting episodes and really good. Uh, my boyfriend really enjoyed your David Icke episode a lot when I sent it to him. Oh, sweet. He was. I appreciate. He it. was happy that someone's giving David Icke a platform because he was pissed when he was like booted off of all social media at the beginning of the pandemic. That was one out of the. That was one out of the three I want to get. Next, I want to get. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Alex Jones. Oh, that'd be amazing. RFK Jr. Now that's someone I want to talk to and interview. Yeah. Um, Well, I, uh, you like, I might have played 
one of I don't remember which one it was. I got three clips that I've been had on the shelf for a while. I think I might already used mm-hmm. one of them. But uh, Jim Brewer, the great comic, and you know who Theo Vaughn is? I love Jim Brewer. Is? He's so funny. You know who Theo Vaughn is? Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Did you watch their Jim podcast Brewer- together? No, but Jim Brewer's story about him with the bomb threat in Sears is one of the <laughs> best things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. yeah he's that- He's great. And, uh, um, yeah, oh, I'm a huge Theo Vaughn fan. Um, Theo's gang gang? I, I love how open he is about, like, his addiction, him being, like, molested, like, fucking all of that. I love how open he is about on his podcast and just how when he talks to people. I want him to come yeah. up to New York. He's a funny a dude. He's a good dude. He's, he's a good uh, guy. He's, like, genuinely, like, a good guy. I feel like talk. he's, like, just an authentic human being. That's what it is. Now, pre-COVID, I saw... Uh, news reports that he had been cast in a movie with Chris Pratt, like a space duo kind of like a sci-fi comedy movie. Cool. But I haven't heard anything about it since like end of 2019. So I don't know. That would be great. I feel like they'd make a good duo. I'm not a fan of Chris Pratt. I I mean, he's not my favorite, but... It's not the Trump thing, and it's not the Trump thing. I didn't like him before that either. So it's not when people are like, well, he's a Trump supporter, so we're all going to hate him now. No, <laughs> I, I liked, never uh, liked him before that. I liked him in Parks and Rec back in the day, and I liked him in Guardians of the Galaxy. But, yeah, he's not, like, anything to write home about. He's not, like, yeah. gonna, I wouldn't call myself a fan of his, but I, I don't mind him. But uh, He's a lot less dumb than most of the Hollywood fucking actors, though. Right. <laughs> he's a lot less preachy. So yep. there's that. Well, yeah, here's uh, here's off the latest Theo Vaughn's latest episode with Jim Brewer. Uh, I got three clips. I might just play one or two. We'll see where. You, you're not going to stop that. Right. That's the will of humanity. You can't stop us from being social as though they're doing their darndest. Yeah. Whoever they are. But they're doing a, they're doing everything they can to scare the living life out of you, to to try to convince you that you are capable of murdering your grandmother <laughs> and feeling guilty about about hugging people and being with one another. To me, that's that's the cult. Oh, it's you know, sick. they point fit. That's the real cult. The ones that are going. You know, are you ready to live your life knowing you killed your grandmother? Yeah. You're the cult. You're the problem. That stems from pure dark. There's nothing good about that. Yeah. We're only here one time. We need to hug. Yeah. We need to see smiles. We need to touch. That's humanity. You take that away, it's over. Yeah, if it's you take over. that away, what's the point? I'm just here. I'm just a, you know, I'm a piece of a video game that can't even really play. You know? And that's what they want. And people falling for it, hook, line, say They would watch the news like this, Ugh, like a parakeet. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> the numbers are going up. The numbers are going up. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are going up. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. <laughs> Wear your mask. Grandma killer. Grandma killer. Grandma killer. Oh my God! Get back in your cage. <laughs> uh, oh, I got one. I got yeah, one more that- of those. Nice. It's sad. And so, but it is, but man, it's just, it, it's really just like warms my heart when not very many of them, but there are still comedians out there that are fucking calling it like it is. Oh, 100%. No, it's sad to me that we can't go hug our friends and hug our neighbor and go be outside and be social. That's what's sad to me. I'm very happy there's a group of people out there who 
are going to continue to talk about this and tell it like it is 100 percent. yeah and it's not that we can't do it it's they're 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 infecting us with a mind virus to make to make us think we're not allowed to or feel bad about it nobody's gonna yeah, stop you, you from feel doing bad that. about it like you feel guilty yeah and it, what, the worst they can do is hand you a ticket which will not hold up in court because these are mandates they're not laws they're not constitutional so that's true you're people, right it's not like written in stone yeah it's just a it's it's a it's a mandate which is not it has no legal standing even in canada they're all those tickets are getting thrown out if anybody even without a lawyer just points out the laws. And if they can do that in yeah. Canada, we can do that shit here. Well, 100%. Exactly. Nice. And so, but it, it was, you know, it's like 200 people. It's still and awesome for now. to wear masks. No. It's the first show I did where they have to wear a mask. It was awkward. Was it? it? Was, yeah, it was <laughs> weird. You could tell they were annoyed. And they can't even, and what if they want to do, I guess they got no snacks, huh? No snacks. Probably. They had snacks, but they're literally they're like, make sure just go like yeah. that. Yeah. Because the governor lives in the town, and he comes in. I understand you're not <laughs> keeping up with the rules and the regulations. This is for your safety. <laughs> you don't want to kill your grandmother, do you? Yeah, yeah I know. I see we are at 27%. There will be a rest made. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, seriously. No, it's seriously. just... It, I just had to... I had to clip those because when I heard that, I was like... It's like, man, like, even fucking Rogan and Bill Burr don't have the balls to talk like Jim Brewer's talking right now. I actually have a theory that Rogan has now been compromised by the CIA and the whole Joe Rogan experience is a whole PSYOPs operation. Uh, I, Jan Irvin, we had him on as a guest recently. He was friends with Joe Rogan for about a decade and he totally yeah. says that's what happened. Yeah, I totally believe that now Joe Rogan's been compromised and there's like he's not like the free thinker that he was like 10 years ago. Yeah, no, I, I kind of saw that. We talked about that a lot on the show, like how that transition happened. But I mean, Jan uh, was the guy that first introduced Rogan to DMT, smoked it with him, and Eddie Bravo, mm -hmm. and he broke down the whole story when he was on here. And he was, he said, like <clears throat> Rogan took all his psychedelic research and uh, got rid of all the like the stuff that he was telling him. And a after Jan had started a show, Rogan started a show. And he he had all these influences because it was around the Fear he Factor days. It from him. Well, he and he it just became like um, he's he's the modern day Timothy Leary. Who, if you know anything about Timothy Leary, he was definitely a CIA agent. He openly admitted it. Um, oh wow! And it, what's interesting is uh, Joey Diaz, Duncan Trussell, and definitely Eddie Bravo all the time, but mainly yeah. Joey Diaz and Duncan Trussell have asked Joe on the show back in the day like has anybody ever approached you like the cia or anything because you like your show's really big like you yeah, think they want to talk to you and joe gets kind of nervous and he's like uh and then does he get defensive i've never heard yeah. him have this conversation as he gets yeah he's okay. like okay. he does gets defensive that's pretty much a giveaway right there right he got defensive and then uh joey diaz says like makes a comment like oh i thought you was like they're high and he's like oh i thought you was back talking with the cia or something kind of offhandedly and joe just <laughs> doesn't take it as a joke gets really serious and he goes what what are you talking about oh, and then wow. joey just puts his hand joey diaz puts his hands up in the air just drops it so yeah i i need to at some point it's just there's so much there's, 
fucking so many episodes, you know, it's like hard to parse through all that and find all that stuff well some of them have not been uploaded to spotify there's been a lot of them the one uh i know the one i really enjoyed that i can't go back to listen to was michaela peterson jordan peterson's daughter when he had her on oh yeah but uh, there's big there's ones that there's bigger (laughs) ones but that was the one i was trying to find one time to show one of my friends and i couldn't find it anywhere and i'm like what the fuck they scrubbed it well jan irvin uh jan irvin's episode the guy that we had on that was friends with joe his episode of joe rogan's gone and then you had um, all the Milo Yiannopoulos ones are gone. All the Gavin McGinnis ones are gone. All the Owen Benjamin ones is are gone. Is it true Milo isn't gay anymore? Because I saw on Ari Shafir's Instagram. I don't know if it was just Ari being Ari or if it's real. Is it true Milo isn't gay anymore? I haven't heard about that. I know he's starting to, oh. I know he's starting a, conver- get a conversion therapy place in Florida or something. Why? But because Why? he's a troll Why? and he's funny. <laughs> Oh, okay, because I was going to say, why? I'm like, I guess, is there a lot of money in it? Or is he just recruiting new boyfriends? Is this how he's trying to get new <laughs> well, He's married new to boyfriends? a black dude. I don't know. My, I've, I get a kick out of Milo. I really like Gavin, even though he gets demonized as starting the Proud Boys, even though he did it as a joke on a podcast. I've seen Milo live, actually, at a Legion of Skanks podcast over the summer. Oh, really? Uh, where he was, yeah. And uh, I never really had an opinion. I just... Usually gay men tend to hate women, like, so I try not to get into conversations with them because I know it's just going to be, it's going to be an argument about, they're gay, they don't like women, I get it, they're, they don't want nothing to do with us, they, they have no reason to want to try and talk to us, they don't want to fuck us, and so to me, I just never want to get into conversation with Milo about, like, women's rights or, like, the whole women or reproductive rights because I'm just like, it's just going to be, he's very entertaining, he's hilarious, he's entertaining as fuck to watch. I remember he. I remember reading a Breitbart article back before he got fired from Breitbart that uh, Milo wrote, and it was birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. Well, it was the it headline. actually and does, it does though. because within a it week of me reading does. that, my who's she's my wife now tried it, and uh, it and she just turned into a psychotic bitch. It and, does. And never t- and she, and she knew it too, so she never touched the shit again. But for that week, dude, it was crazy. And I was like, Milo was right about that, and he brought the facts. I've and gained signs. upwards to fifty pounds on one birth control when I was younger, and recently I had the Nexplanon implant in my arm, where my boyfriend had to beg me to take it out because he's like, "You're unbearable. You're a psychopath, and I'm gonna break up with you because this is breaking our relationship up." I had no control over like my emotions, my thoughts. It was bad, so I agree with that. Birth control does make women absolutely crazy. Yeah. I agree. Just use the pull-out method. Use the pull-out method. Just come on her stomach. <laughs> that's, uh, my, that's my version of birth oh, by the way, I don't think they like being called fags anymore. I think <laughs> nowadays they prefer homos. Nowadays they prefer homos. Christopher Walken. That's what, that's I couldn't figure out who that voice was but it's walking okay i've got a, a lot of retard clips and a lot of gay clips because i'm really immature i want you to look <laughs> at yourself in the mirror right now because this is the last time you're going to be looking this gay in your whole life aka mr shit king shit pussy <laughs> all right where like- can people uh where can people find you like on your i guess you're banned from the twitter still but what about youtube uh, you could just find me on YouTube under Barb's Comedy. I can send you like the actual URL, like the link. I have a TikTok, but there's nothing on my TikTok. And I've been trying to make a video for TikTok and I'm very bad at it. God, I don't I wish, know how to 
I wish Trump would have banned that fucking app. I wish he would have banned it too. I think it's a cancer. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just on YouTube. I don't really have any other social media at the moment. I had a Twitter, which I was pretty hyped because I had people like Bridget Phetasy follow me and I was I would interact with her because I think she's a very, very intelligent woman and I love her work and what she does. But now I'm uh, not allowed on there to talk to people. <laughs> Damn. Well, I'm, hopefully you'll be back. And if not, uh, you can always get on Mastodon. Uh, Mast- What's that? That's a new one? <laughs> I been I got on Gab, but a lot some of the things I saw on Gab scared me, so then I deleted <laughs> my account. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Gab, uh, Gab Dissenter, their browser is really good because it get, it's way faster because it blocks all the trackers and cookies and it just does what you need okay. it to do. And uh, But that's made by Gab. And it also, like, you know how a lot of places got rid of their comments section? Like, uh, yes. news places. And well, what Dissenter is not only a browser that Gab made, <clears throat> the Gab guys made it, but it also, everybody using Dissenter can comment on any URL. So it, oh, it's wow. a workaround for all the free, people anti free speech people that got rid of comment sections. Because then it, it's, it's really cool. Um, I usually just use the DuckDuckGo extension on my Duck, browser, but I gotta, Duck, I gotta Duck, look Duck. into something else. DuckDuckGo is pretty good, pretty good. Um, well, yeah, yeah uh, I'll link YouTube. your, I'll link have... your YouTube and 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 whatever else is going on. And uh, shit, oh thanks God, again. I do, if anyone's ever in the New York City area, like uh, like they could check out Eastville Comedy Club. They do like open mic. I'm usually there on an open mic at least once a week. Uh, I'm terrible, so be prepared to not laugh <laughs> and just feel very awkward when I talk. If you ever need me to come over and just do this every time you tell a joke, let me know. Oh, I love that. I need to have that on my phone or like the crickets fucking <laughs> noise. My friend once, she went with me and she was like, I really want to start playing like the cricket sound effect. I'm like, thank you so much for being supportive. Uh what? well yeah people people should look and find you on the yeah internet. man I tell you what that dang old internet man you just go on there and point and click get in there and talk about <laughs> www.wcom and you got then that naked chicks on there man you go click 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 it's real easy man this is so important we have to do this <laughs> all right thanks Barb's and I'll thank you so much for having me on I appreciate it I had a I'll, great time for sure and we'll have to do it again in the future absolutely thank you so much and I. I hope you have a wonderful Wednesday and rest of your week. You too. God bless America. God bless America. Absolutely. There's a lot that intelligence can do. There's a lot. There's a, you can go far um, using your analytical, rational gifts that are a result of thousands of years of um, bloody discourse and sacrifices made by people who um, told the truth even though it uh, got them castrated, burned at the stake, flayed alive, tortured to death. Um, And I say we throw that stuff all away, by the way. Not to mention the millions of years or hundreds of thousands of years or 6,000 years of evolution 2,000 years ago. You You can get places with your rational faculties. You can get places by examining evidence and by um, using um, your brain to pierce through propaganda. You can get places with that. You can't get that far. You can't get that far. If you want to get really far, if you want to get to the top, 
if you want to get to the end zone, if you want to get to the goal, if you want to get to a place of love for all, no, imagine no religion. Imagine there's no borders. Imagine there's no way to protect your property. Imagine you don't, you don't have property. Imagine <clears throat> their private property is abolished. Imagine you rely on the state for grain. Imagine a beautiful world like that. Imagine you line up for bags of rice and bread and you can't protect yourself. You can't own land. You can't own anything. The state can put a gun to your head for no reason. Imagine, even though guns are abolished, you have to have guns to enforce the abolishment of guns. It's complicated, but imagine that. If you want to get there, you need something more powerful than reason. What you need is you need a beautiful, <laughs> tight pussy. Uh, remember back when Coca-Cola and the Seekers fantasized about a beautiful, harmonious world where we all live happily together, singing from the same sunny song sheets? I like to teach the world to sing. Sing with me. That has been the great globalist dream ever since. No borders, no nationalities, just a brotherhood of mankind with no possessions, no religion, no property rights, and just one big happy family slurping together on a Coke. Nowadays, the Coke has been replaced by the green Kool-Aid of climate change alarmism. And it's not the seekers seeking to do away with your borders and our possessions. It's the United Nations in lockstep with the World Economic Forum supported by left-wing lovies like Prince Charles, in what they are boasting will be next year the great reset of all our economies, of all our societies and of all our personal liberties. And remember, this isn't me putting forward this crazy conspiracy theory. This is them. Now is a historical moment, a time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. History would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset. The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Indeed, the so-called experts at the World Economic Forum in 2016 fantasised about what 2030 will look like and came up with, with what they described as utopia. And I quote, Welcome to 2030. I own nothing. I have no privacy. And life has never been better, the World Economic Forum's experts predicted. And they go on to fantasise that there will be a global carbon tax, that US dominance will be a thing of the past, 
we will have stopped eating meat and wait for it, a global displacement of a billion people will have been caused because of climate change. But how do the World Economic Forum and the United Nations intend to bring about this utopia of theirs, this great reset they keep promising us? Well, they need national and state governments and other bodies to play along. And one of the key tools they are using is a three-word slogan. Build back better. The pandemic has cancelled the future. But that's OK. It was a pretty bad one anyway. We should, as we're thinking about recovery from the pandemic, resist the calls to return back to normal. Normal was the problem. Normal was an ecocidal, unsustainable economic system based upon unsustainable globalisation. So I think we should think about building back better to see that as we come out of this crisis, we should see that we can deal with the public health issues around COVID-19 and effectively begin the process of a new industrial revolution based around the principles of the Green New Deal. It's not sufficient to build back. We have to build back better. That's what my plan is, to build back better. Four sets of priorities can guide the response to build back better and achieve the Sustainable Development Goals. So the vice president took the approach of saying, we're not just going to try to plaster over the cracks and put some props in where it's falling apart. His approach was to say, we're going to build it back better. We're going to take an economy that had a lot of problems and we're going to make this economy work better going forward. That's that's the right approach. This election is about building this country back better. And that's what Joe and I will do. So Africa can build back better, greener, more integrated and resilient. Rekindle the Canadian economy by building back better. We need to seize this moment to be creative about how we reposition the national economy. Resilience is so critical and I think it takes on even broader meaning when you have a pandemic. But this moment also gives us a much greater chance to be radical and to do things differently. To build back better and to build back bolder. And so we will be doubling down on our strategy. We will double down on levelling up. But this election is not just about him. It's about us. It's about you. It's about what we'll do. Over the last two weeks, I've shared my agenda for economic recovery. I call it Build Back Better, because we can't just build back to the way things were before. We have to do it better. I send you my warmest greetings and best wishes on the launch of the Great Reset. The COVID-19 pandemic is causing enormous human suffering and economic hardship. A microscopic virus has closed down entire countries and economies. In doing so, it has exposed the fragility that characterizes much of our world. But this fragility is not confined to health systems, runaway climate change, unsustainable levels of inequality, and the lawlessness of cyberspace are all warning signs that we must heed. The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. As you rightly say, it is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. The scale of the pandemic and its social and economic impact demands strong unity and solidarity, particularly towards developing countries. 
Specific measures must be targeted at those most affected, women, older people, youth, low-wage workers, the informal sector, and people caught up in humanitarian crises. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset, are fundamental to building the future we need. We have already called for an economic stimulus package equivalent to a double-digit percentage, more than 10% of the global economy. Last week, the United Nations, together with the governments of Jamaica and Canada, convened the largest gathering of world leaders since the start of the pandemic to lay solid foundations for a sustainable recovery based on the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and the Paris Agreement. These are unprecedented times. Every person on the planet has been impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Our world came to a standstill and it became clear that we did not have the uh, answer or the mechanisms to address such an unprecedented global threat. The threats posed by this um, dreadful pandemic came upon us suddenly with very little warning. The threat of climate change has been more gradual, but uh, it's devastating reality for many people and their livelihoods around the world, and its ever greater potential to disrupt surpasses even that of COVID-19. This crisis has shown the importance of investing in science, technology innovation. We are on the verge of catalytic breakthroughs that will alter our view of what is possible and profitable within the framework of a sustainable future. It is time, therefore, to align sustainable solutions with funding in a way that can transform the marketplace. This would be the most dramatic act of responsible leadership ever seen by the global private sector and would at once provide a catalytic incentive the public sector to follow. We have a golden opportunity to seize something good from this crisis. Its unprecedented shockwaves may well make people more receptive to big visions of change. A global crises like pandemics and climate change know no borders and highlight just how interdependent we are as one people sharing one planet. We need only look to the United Nations Secretary General to the IMF, uh, the EU, the Petersburg Climate Dialogue, the Canadian government, the COP26 universities network, and business leaders around the world to see this. And as we move from rescue to recovery, therefore we have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. So I can only encourage us all to think big and act now. These populist nationalists, stupid nationalists, they are in love with their own country. Microsoft co-founder and billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates is urging the federal government to shut down the entire country to save lives. So far, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has donated $100 million to fight the coronavirus. They're focused on detection, isolation and treatment of the virus and finding a vaccine. Gates says the U.S. failed to get ahead of the outbreak, but it's not too late to make up for lost time. Oh, but look, American billionaires got $434 billion richer during the pandemic. Yes, it's that great reset. 
and uh, you know they've got giant super yachts and jumbo jets, but you get nothing. And it's for the earth, so it's better. It's their earth now. They're going to clean you off. They took it over through fraud and scams, and now they've got election fraud, and you're not going to do anything, so they're just going to brush you off. I'd hope Trump could win, and we could hopefully turn the tide back quicker, but you know, Revelation, you know what's going to happen. We, but we've got to build and be faithful and wake up as many as possible, and it'll get so bad that even those that are delusional in the end will wake up when they're being forced to be euthanized, when their children are being taken, when half their neighbors are dead from the vaccine, and they'll just finally go, oh, what's... And by then, it'll be drone armies, robots, uh, nerve gas, helicopters flying over, nerve gassing everybody, because they've got a mop-up plan. So they're going to hit us with different waves of bio-attack over the years, locking us down tighter each time. And then, by the time they hit us with the real weapons, uh, we'll be so uh, absolutely outnumbered, outgunned, but it won't matter because humans are very strong when we start to fight back. And uh, it's just going to be one hell of a savage war. My God, it's just going to be... Most of the people on Earth will be dead at the end of this, so... Hope you all enjoy it. World government's coming to kill you and your family, and they are celebrating it with enjoyment. While we're dealing with this pandemic, I don't want you or your parent or your friend to take on debt that your government can better shoulder. So yes, in the short term, we'll keep investing. But beyond the emergency, as we start to build back better, we must do that in a fiscally and sustainable way. Investing for our recovery must be done responsibly. Everyone who helped draft the UN Charter in San Francisco in the spring of 1945. In a radio message, President Truman called them architects of the better world. They came together after half a decade of war and human suffering. The differences between them were great, but they were all driven by an unshakable resolve to build back a better world. Their ambition became reality as more and more countries joined the UN. Both my generation and the next are grateful for the opportunities this has given us. This will not be the last pandemic. History teaches us that outbreaks and pandemics are a fact of life. But when the next pandemic comes, the world must be ready more ready than it was this time. In recent years, many countries have made enormous advances in medicine, but too many have neglected their basic public health systems, which are the foundation for responding to infectious disease outbreaks. Part of every country's commitment to build back better must therefore be to invest in public health as an investment in a healthier and safer future. We are taking a moment to recognize that the throne speech we delivered eight months ago had no mention of COVID-19, had no conception of the reality we find ourselves in right now. We need to reset the approach of this government for a recovery, to build back better. And those are big, important decisions. And we need to present that to Parliament and gain the confidence of Parliament to move forward on this ambitious plan. Out of our collective pain as a nation, we will find collective purpose to control the pandemic and build our economy back better than before, to rebuild our infrastructure and create better jobs, to invest in our workforce, to advance racial equity and make sure the economic recovery includes everyone, to address the climate crisis with American ingenuity and American jobs. 
pandemic under control and getting the nation vaccinated against this virus. Delivering immediate economic help so badly needed by so many Americans who are hurting today. And then building our economy back better than it ever was. In doing so, we need to work together to give each other a chance. curve from the very beginning the very beginning this is not a major threat this is not something that the citizens of the united states right now should be worried about and he came up with all these these cockamamie notions that you know this is going to go away don't worry about it don't worry about it be more concerned about influenza he praised the transparency of the chinese government what's really a big difference with the chinese this this time now they look like they're being quite transparent his flip-flopping on social distancing and wearing masks people should not be walking around with masks don't worry about the coronavirus he says when the warm weather comes things are gonna get better (laughs) we are hoping though it may not happen that we will see that impact of warmer weather what do you tell us? We'll go away in the warm weather. I think we might get arrested with the weather. For one thing I'm most concerned about, Whoopi, is misinformation. Listen to the scientists. Hey, I was wrong. A-B-S-N-A-6, the number, P-A-C-K dot com. Absent a six-pack! We knew this a year ago. I told my friends, my family, my crew, lawyers, everybody... The exact train of events that were going to unfold, how they'd roll it out, how they'd do it, how they'd beta test it in key areas, then bring it here, phase two, and now it's all here. And we know what phase three is, and we know it all. And then even Bill Gates came out and said, oh, this is just a drill. The real bio attack's coming, and got real excited and wiggled around in his chair. Because he knows you're in a trance, and he wants to celebrate your destruction because he believes he will be insulated from this 
as a top level Luciferian, but he will not be.